Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white man. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh. You got coronavirus. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and nothing feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. And the black goes can make me cry. What if the economy failing? Worse than death? Is equals death. Very true. Because no, of mental it, illness, the people, no, the people stuck at home. Not death. And not death of someone else. See, that's what we have to factor into this equation. You're not responsible for my life. You have a responsibility to me. It's not just about you. Get your head about the around the we concept. Hey, Is there a fundamental right to work if the government can't get me the money when I need it? Is there yeah, a fundamental right? You want to go, right you wanna to, go to work? work? Go take the job as an essential worker. Do it tomorrow, right? You're working. I am. You're an essential worker. So go take a job as an essential but, worker. But, but the people aren't hiring because of the No, pandemic. there are people hiring. You can get a job as an essential worker. So now you can go to work and you can be an essential worker and you're not going to kill anyone. You can't be serious, man. You are fake news. You cannot be serious. Very fake news. You suck. I agree with that. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag Freeman, he is. You are a terrific team on all counts. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. That's a tall Gatorade. It's the only worthwhile Gatorade flavor. You switched your mic input. Fix that. What? Yeah, you're on the wrong mic input. Or it's really far away from you. That doesn't sound right. All right, hold on. Yeah. Work on it. In the meantime, to start the show, I just want to be clear. I do not care uh, about this supposed injecting disinfectants uh, controversy. I don't care about dissecting what Trump said. I don't care about absurd media reaction. I don't care who drinks bleach or who puts light bulbs up their butts. Not going to talk about it unless people want to make super chat jokes about it. You get it fixed? No. I didn't. When did this happen? Okay. Uh, it's, what's your... All right. Uh, I'm going to have to rejoin the Hangout. I don't know what to tell you. All right. All right. Well, off to a great start. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> all right. Uh, try again. All right. We'll, we'll get her back. In the meantime, I'll go through the topics of the night, of course. Uh, so instead, instead of uh, this disinfectant injection nonsense, we're going to talk everything. Uh, Kim Jong-un, is he dead or... Um, is his sister going to lead the country? All that. Plus, uh, we'll do the usual coronavirus update. So state of the virus, state of the economy, state of the crackdowns, including the case of this Idaho mom this week who was arrested after refusing to comply with a police order to remove herself and her children from a playground. Kind of an interesting case with a lot of complications. Did she bait the cops? Was this authentic? A lot of people 
making debates, uh, deb debating the specifics of how this played out. Of course, there were protesters at the cop's home. And um, and then she came out and apologized for it. And I guess Blonde has just disappeared. But, you know, whatever. Chicks and technology. We'll go with it. Oh, now she's back. I don't know what to do. It's not coming up in the Hangout. <laughs> okay. When did this happen? It was How, before the stream, right before the stream. I guess. Yeah, I could hear you clicking away during the intro, which I was going to lecture you for. Um, we can't do the show like this, though. The, the audio quality is very poor. Son of a... Okay. All right. Figure it out. Can you, can you be solo for like three minutes? I mean, I'll just go with it. But yeah, it's either in your computer <sighs> settings or it's in the Hangout settings. Sorry. Two places. Two places you got to look. All right. Okay. Um, I'll be back. All right. We'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, you heard it there in the intro. Andrew Cuomo has the easy fix for our economic woes. Uh, all you people out there should just, uh, should just uh, get essential jobs. Very easy fix. If you're out of work, just get an essential job. Shame on you for working a non-essential one. Duh, you idiots. And then um, and Joe Biden's accuser, Tara Reid, She's actually got some evidence for her sexual assault claims now. This officially places her ahead of Christine Blasey Ford in objective credibility, but uh, you're still going to get media crickets uh, on this one, of course. But um, but perhaps she can come up with more. We'll see. And then to close the show, it's not hoax hate, but maybe um, falsely accused hate or just falsely accused extremism. Uh, Blonde's back. How about now? Huzzah! <laughs> okay. Round of applause. <laughs> Technical skills. All right. Well, fix something. Look at that. It only took five minutes. Objectively, not that bad. <laughs> uh, plus, a uh, anyway. So the NFL draft was uh, starting Thursday and into the weekend. I'm sure you watched all the the coverage of the NFL draft. Uh, one of the players, the, the Patriots drafted a kicker, and now he's getting busted for his far right tattoo. Oh, really? Uh, he, yeah. For, unfortunately, there's blue check pressure all over him, and unfortunately, still, um, still more, he caved. He's saying, "Oh, my tattoos are just random. I don't really know what they are. I'm just going to cover this up." We'll talk about it. It's a, it's, it's a really lame move, but I, whatever. He stands to make millions of dollars, and I don't. I mm -hmm. guess. And we will, of course, take super chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, or D Live in between topics. 10 bucks and up. You talk about Sunday that show. problem too? Because we are no good low down money grabbers. Well, I suppose we could. Uh, YouTube has, they're implementing a new uh, system on the back end for YouTube creators to use. Like all the tools we use to manage our videos, manage super chat, read super chat. That's all been restructured by force. And so now the place where we read super chat is a little screwed up. And it may, it may make it more difficult for us to read Super Chat, but we still can. It's not absent. It's just a less reader-friendly system. So it's thanks, Susan. So much more difficult. They're always reforming these things and then making them considerably worse. So yeah. I really appreciate it. So uh, we might have to play the, the keyboard cat music more than usual tonight, but we'll get through it. So uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening. Which remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen Media. Dot com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses, of course. This week's feature business is a huge supporter of the show. Our friends over at Charity Swipes. Charity Swipes is a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with two big differences. First, they offer lower fees than Square and PayPal, and second, they donate 30% of their profits to charities like the Wounded Warriors Project and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply using Charity Swipe's service 
you're supporting good causes during the economic shutdown. It's more important than ever for businesses to save money any way they can. If you currently accept credit cards through a different processor, Charity Swipes will review your rates for free and put together a customized plan to show how much you'll save by switching. Charity Swipes has solutions for all types of businesses. So if your company accepts credit cards, in your store, online, anywhere else, they'll put together the best program for you. Our listeners who choose to sign up will also receive a free setup and a free card reader. You can view all the details of Charity Swipes offers on their website at charityswipes.com MC. Every sign up with Charity Swipes greatly supports our show as well. So if you own a business and you'd like to help yourself and us, go check them out at charityswipes.com slash MC. You can find everything Charity Swipes related, plus all the rest of our uh, offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Did you see that the meetups continued? I, I don't know if this. I don't know if this is legal in Denver, but the meet a meetup at a uh, very essential cigar shop in Denver happened recently. So I'm glad that you guys are able to carry on with your essential business of uh, smoking cigars and listening to the show. That's very that good is to essential. See. This is good for people's sanity. <laughs> and uh, what do you think of the beard? That's a that's a quality beard. That is a quality beard. That's like, it looks like a man that's seen some shit, you know? Or a, a man who's getting ready for uh, being a mall Santa sometime soon. I don't know. What? <laughs> was, it, was what I said or what you said more offensive? No. Hey, that's a great beard, man. I couldn't do better. <laughs> it is a sweet beard. <laughs> no offense to beard, man. I think that's, uh, I think that's well done. Um, and and uh, of course, if you're interested in meeting listeners of the show who, who live in your area, that's all on the website, the community page of my website. You can find listener contacts and you can have only legally compliant listener meetups during the coronavirus pandemic. Others, all others are disavowed. Yeah. Uh, I looked into Idaho's rules and regulations because I went to a barbecue the other day and you can't, I thought it was like 10 people or something like that. You, you, You have to keep it. The group's under 10. You can't have any group congregations, no matter how small. I, my neighborhood was nothing but barbecues today. I should Good. have reported them all. Good. All unauthorized gatherings. Uh, I've made, um, we got a piece of art from, from our friend Emily. And I have to give a little bit of context to this. So I've mentioned over the course of the show that I'm open to the concepts uh, of Christianity. I just struggle to connect the abstract concept of God generally to the specific God of the Christian teaching. But of course, the people throughout the coronavirus episode here have who have been substituting the state for either God or Jesus as their Lord and Savior, at least in my opinion. People looking for salvation through the state have only made me warmer to the idea that a healthy place to look for salvation is in the concept of God. So we've been discussing that on the Sunday stream and on the Wednesday stream. Emily depicted it with some some artwork. If you can't read, it says in the year 2020, COVID-19 and Karen energy was all it took to convert Christians into Christianity. Have you met my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? So thank you for that, Emily. Uh, That was was very cool. And one of the few pieces of art I've actually received a physical copy of. This was sent to me by snail mail. So uh, that is appreciated as well. One other really quick thing before we get into some news stories. Uh, I got a shout out on Ben Shapiro's show this week. Not from Ben, but from a caller. This is from uh, Sam in Maple Grove on Ben Shapiro's show. 
Sam in Maple Grove, you're on the Ben Shapiro Show. Go for it, Sam. Hey, I just had a, a quick uh, question for you. I know the media has been successfully gaslighting the American people for quite a while now. We, we do have people that are very successful in disseminating some, inf- you know, unedited, truthful information, you know, like Tim Poole, Matt Christians, and James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. But for some reason, it, it doesn't seem like that message is really getting out. So, hey, shout out to Sam and Maple Grove. Thanks for the kind words. And to answer your question, um, the truth doesn't catch fire on YouTube as it should because Susan's algorithm cares more about so-called authoritative sources than it does, you know, good audience uh, engagement or reaction. We'll talk more about Susan's control later. And unfortunately, I didn't get any commentary from from Ben. I wonder if I was hoping for maybe him to say that I'm wrong about Michelle Fields or something like that. No, but I'm sure he's happen. not. He's not tuning in. Um, well, you had that friend of yours who said he did, but that was a long time ago. It was that was early on. I'm still skeptical of that story. Yeah. Well, um, we discussed last week. Last week was a really weird week because I felt like there were some really uh, like the, I, I, we'll talk about the update to the skate park story in a minute. But like the filling of, of um, the skate parks with sand was a near black pill moment for me. Just a lot of unfortunate crackdowns and people going along with it without questioning it it really made me feel negative about the state of our country well leave it to bill de blasio and specifically his snitch line to repair my perspective because this is probably the biggest white pill of the entire coronavirus episode so far i mean we knew this was going to happen who could have who could have foreseen that bill de blasio's snitch line in new york city was going to be flooded with trolling images but in my uh, mind, all of these people are listeners to the show. I'm sure many of them are. In fact, I know there were some images on our Discord server. Some people personally sent me emails with images of what they sent to Bill de Blasio. According I to the reporting, I didn't see anything chode specific. Yeah, no hairy buttholes either. That was the one thing that was disappointing. No hairy buttholes sent to Bill de Blasio's snitch line at three one one six nine two. But headline New York Post. <laughs> Bill de Blasio's social distancing tip line flooded with penis photos and Hitler memes, extended middle fingers, um, pictures of Bill de Blasio going to the gym, pictures of bags of dicks captioned, eat a bag of dicks, pictures of Bill de Blasio with a Hitler Hitler mustache. And uh, according to one or a couple paragraphs in the story, quote, an NYPD source said that dick pic photos of real penises I've also been texted to 311692, uh, and a caller phoned in a tip that de Blasio was seen performing oral sex on someone, quote, in an alleyway behind 7-Eleven. That was the only confirmed one, though. He looked at me and coofed in my direction, the caller said, according to a photo (laughs) of the 311 operator's computer screen provided to the Post. Unfortunately, they did not publish that particular message. And uh, City Hall confirmed on Tuesday that they were forced to temporarily close the text line to clear out the backlog of unsavory messages from the server. But that issue has now been resolved, I'm told. So it's good to hear that the servers at 311, sorry, yeah, 311692 have plenty of room for your non-obscene good faith images of social distancing violations. Again, please do not send any obscene messages to 311692. That is the wrong place for your dick pics. And this is the sort of story that just restored my optimism that in the end, America and freedom will prevail, though it may be a rocky road. There will there. be dick pics in, in the <laughs> new rebellion. Yes. Update on the skate park situation really quick. Uh, 
recall last week we saw the skate parks in San Clemente and Venice Beach, California get filled with sand because of gutless, vindictive local and city leadership. Well, in San Clemente, the skateboarders are not backing down and now they have the help of local dirt bikers. For some diehard skaters, they aren't taking no for an answer. Kids are still like shoveling little areas so they can still just roll around. So I don't think they could do anything to like actually stop skateboarding from happening there. The sand was moved into the skate park with the hopes of preventing skateboarders from skating. However, it is doing the complete opposite. Now, dirt bike riders have rebelled against the closure of the park and are transforming it into something of their own. We spoke to Connor Erickson about how his dirt bike crew and the skaters have come together during this time. Back the city, put the sand in there to try to social distance everyone. I think it's a big <laughs> joke. These kids are cooped up inside their house. They just want to go to the skate park and have some fun. By the way, getting this guy to consider voting Republican, as he might be, I don't know. But presumably that kid might be leaning voting Republican in the future. Well done, authoritarian leftists. That guy's like uh, 30. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. He could be anything from 18 to 40. I have no For idea. For real. Yeah, that's true. But if you've got this guy possibly considering an alternative to the Democratic iron fist control in California... you're doing it wrong. Anyway, just a little bit left. But as soon as the skaters showed up, we got a broom and a shovel. We helped them sweep that thing out, get the sand out there so they could do a little social shredding themselves. Social social shredding. shredding. I hate Uh, that guy, but that's awesome. (laughs) I, um, I've not seen an update on this story since Tuesday. Uh, but, um, how far do you think this thing is going to go? I don't think that these kids or the California the 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 communist leaders of California are going to back down on uh, on this particular thing. So this might be a battle that is ongoing, although I haven't seen updates on it for a few days. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell um, how strictly other people are adhering to social distancing because nobody's doing shit around here. Hmm. Well, if there is any news at the uh, at the skate parks of California, any updates, please send them our way. I, I, earlier this week, I posted a video on the almost certainly fake and staged photos of the nurse counter protesters in Denver last Sunday. And it's absolutely possible that this has been and will continue to be a recurring strategy of, um, of certain progressive protesters trying to add credibility to their stances by dressing up in costume as healthcare professionals. Uh, There was another Operation Gridlock protest in Virginia this week, and uh, uh, a woman named Jess Lynn Black was streaming on Facebook when she caught what she believes to be a similar attempted staging. Judge for yourself. Watch this clip. So y'all can see, what's this flag say here? It's definitely not, oh, oh, they're staging on black. bitch good for her i have uh i don't have confirmation of exactly what happened here and who the people are but just notice all the pieces moving together so you have the trump flag then you have the supposed nurse counter protester and then a photographer with professional equipment all move into place within seconds and then they just move on yeah uh i'm open to i'm not presenting that 
without the context, I can't say that is for sure a hoax, but I, I need to see the explanation for what I just witnessed there other than some kind of staged Confirmed photo hoax. Hmm. Well, I, I welcome the alternative explanation for whoever has it. Uh, tell me about it's the, the other piece of news that was really weird, uh, odd this week, weird this week. There was a, a hot mic moment at the white house during one of these coronavirus briefings and you had uh, what's his face from from Fox News, uh, John Roberts, making some odd commentary. So what's the what's the context here? The other guy was Doug Mills. He's a New York Times uh, photographer. We'll watch the clip, but I think it's Doug Mills is the one in the mask. Yeah. And then John Roberts is like, "Bro, take off your mask. It's fine." And then he starts talking about all these studies <laughs> where the fake case fatality rate is only point one to point three percent. He's like, but then he says. We've all been vaccinated anyway, which I think he was just kind of making light of the situation. I don't think that that, you know, Washington elites are are vaccinated and withholding a vaccine. If mm. that's true, then why is it that like all of these people got all these virtue signaling points for being like, I'm COVID positive, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's weird commentary. Check this out. Where do you go, babe? You can take out the mask, Doug. The uh, case mortality rate's like 0.1 to 0.3, according to you. Is it really? That's, uh, that's, that's reassuring. USC. Everybody here has been vaccinated anyway. USC and LA County Public Health came out with a study. They found that there are 7,000 cases in California, but they really believe that there are anywhere from 221,000 to 442,000 people who were infected. Really? Yeah. So it was a hoax. Yeah. We'll talk about the studies he's referencing in a moment, but according to the Snopes uh, article labeling this miscaptioned, uh, John Roberts told the Associated, is it John Roberts? I don't want to give him the wrong name. Whatever, Roberts. Yeah. Yes. Told the Associated Press that the exchange captured in this video showed some sardonic gallows humor between friends. And the conversation was a total joke and that clearly no one has been vaccinated because no COVID-19 vaccine yet exists. Okay. I I mean, maybe, maybe it's all joking around. I do find it interesting that, and I guess Roberts is with Fox news, but it seems to me in my judgment, there's a minimization of a lot of these antibody tests that throw, that show a much lower fatality rate than were otherwise being presented. If there, if, if all of, if broadly speaking, the DC media is well aware of all these tests and chooses not to discuss them in favor of more fear mongering data. I mean, that in itself is somewhat controversial, even if it's not a joke to me, but make of this what you will. I mean, is it some big conspiracy that they all, they know that this is a hoax and everybody's everybody in DC, or at least the elites in DC are already vaccinated. I, I don't know. No, I mean, he goes into the other reports of uh, antibody testing subsequently, although he cut it off. So, like, they're clearly, he's clearly being serious about that. Hmm. I just think he probably was saying the vaccine thing in jest. Well, it wasn't the, it, whatever happened here, whether it was a joke, whether it was a mistake, whatever, it's, it's not the worst thing uh, any particular news reporter has done this week. This is one of the <laughs> the most hilarious coronavirus news gaps I've seen. ABC seven in New York ran a piece about a healthy young man who has died from coronavirus in New Jersey. The only problem is uh, he didn't die actually. 
We do want to mention one person who was singled out today by Governor Murphy. This young man that you're looking at right there, 26-year-old Jack Allard. Uh, he's a former Ridgewood High School lacrosse star and two-time All-American. was in a medically induced coma after coming down with a virus after spending time on a ventilator and five full weeks in the hospital. The governor today announcing that Jack has died. It was a long month, but slowly <laughs> Jack out of the hospital. And last Thursday, he was clapped out by the doctors and nurses who saved his life as he walked out of the hospital. For Jack and for the hundreds more who have left our hospitals, we are hopeful and optimistic. I feel horrible. Jack is very much alive. Jack, we love you. <laughs> and the story Michelle did brought so many people closer to you and your story closer to all of us again. Jack is alive and back home. All right. He probably just got so used to reporting about the deaths i mean when are they talking about people that survived yeah rarely I, I suppose that's fair uh i have seen some stories about like you know old war veterans who have survived and really old people i've, I've seen some mixed in but B anchor bill ritter apologized saying quote my deepest apologies for that i just misread everything and i apologize but he is alive and we are we are grateful for that i don't see how it's a misread how could the like as though his teleprompter read Jack left the hospital and is alive and well. And he and misread the footage is him. They're probably not watching the footage as they're talking, obviously. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an odd mistake, but it was pretty funny. Last thing I want to uh, highlight before we get into uh, the Kim Jong-un stuff. Uh, this is one of the most dystopian coronavirus crackdown clips I've seen. Three young men were busted for drinking on a rooftop in Gold Coast, Australia. A police helicopter busted them around 11.20 p.m. last Saturday night. Check this out. They're drinking on a rooftop in Australia. <laughs> now, see, I thought that was them making fun of the police with like a, a Heil Hitler gesture. Oh, is it not? It's apparently not. I'll explain it in a moment, but that... That's what I thought. Like, oh, they're calling the police Hitler. I guess not. That's disappointing. And then it says they were fined more than $1,000. So uh, the explanation on them raising their hands, I, I, apparently, according to the police, the officer instructed them to raise their right hands to confirm they could hear him and were listening. Oh, That's why. I mean, it looked like a hilarious Hitler joke. Anyway, they were each fined $1,300, not for underage drinking. Each fined $1,300. Yeah, not for trespass, not anything like that. They were fined for breaching social distancing laws in Queensland. So if they had been sitting six feet apart in a circle, would they have been fined? I suppose. I mean, the circle didn't even look that close. Let's go back and look. It's not like they were. I mean, that's not six feet, but they're not up on each other either. How absurd. Yeah. They should well, refuse to pay. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, normally, I take TMZ reporting with a grain of salt. Uh, but they were right about the Kobe thing. They've, been, they've had a decent track record as of late. So we'll see if they're right about this one. But they're claiming Kim Jong-un is dead as of yesterday evening they were reporting this. What's the, what's the deal here? So questions were raised about his well-being, Kim Jong, well, Kim Jong's well-being, after he missed the celebration of his grandfather's birthday, April 15th, which apparently is quite a big deal. 
He had been seen four days before, but that's according to North Korean state media. So I don't know. So CNN reported earlier in the week that the U.S. is monitoring intelligence, that he's in grave danger after a surgery. And that's what I heard a few days ago. Mm -hmm. But I heard it reported out of Japan. Um, Another U.S. official told CNN on Monday that the concerns about his health are credible but their severity is hard to assess. So most of the information I could get out of this was out of South Korea, um, a report called uh, Daily North Korea. Um, And they said that he reportedly received a cardiovascular procedure because of excessive smoking, obesity, and overwork. And then they later added that he's now receiving treatment in a villa in Hyongsong County. Hmm. They said that his condition had improved um he returned to pyongyang on april 19th uh while some people remained to oversee his recovery cnn of course unable to independently confirm the report nobody's going to be able to independently confirm the reports my thing on this is that if he weren't dead would they allow any of this information to leak yeah you would think i mean it seems through all of these sources it seems relatively undisputed that he in fact had heart surgery Right. Basically, everyone. I don't know. That. I mean, the information had to come had to be leaked out of North Korea. And it's kind of hmm. based on the speculation that he's been absent. My there husband did reports... show me a picture sorry, of him from like a few weeks ago, just a picture hmm. of Kim Jong. And, and he looked so terrible, just absolutely terrible, like way fatter and way sicker than he's ever looked before. Is yeah, I think like he's 35? Last... He's 36. Yeah. He's yeah, barely he looks older like than we are. Shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Uh, but I mean, I think it's definitely possible he's dead. There were reports that they brought a bunch of Chinese doctors in to assess him too after this uh this botched supposed botched surgery. But I but I agree that that if he was in any condition, I don't know that it proves that he's dead, but if he was in any condition to make a public appearance, you would think that he'd be doing that just to silence these rumors that he's in poor health and perhaps going to be dying or that he's dead or that he's going to be removed from power or anything like that. Yeah. And then if his sister takes over, I mean, you know how I feel about that. Well, there's certain members of blue check Twitter who are all about it. This was my favorite. uh, Kim Jong-un is dead. Hot take from uh, blue checker, Tom Dang. Diangora? I don't know how you say this. And I don't even know who he is. He's in New York City. Uh, he's a Broadway uh, producer and director, apparently. But he says, quote, North Korea is going to have a woman leader before the United States of America. Let that sink in, because having a woman leader is all that matters, not having a, you know, a constitutional republic that protects your rights and where the, the, uh, the, the people running or the people governing society have the consent of the governed, for example. She will be a ruthless dictator. You think she'll so? not be fooled. Yes. You think she'll be worse than her brother? I think she'll maintain the status quo, maybe be worse. Hmm. Donald Trump should bang her for the good of the world. Which one, senior or junior? Donald Trump, senior. Donald Trump. Oh, well, what about Melania? Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot. Well, he's already cheated on her a bunch. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we can get into North Korea and maybe soften things up a bit and everything will be fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, we could sit and speculate this. I mean, I think it's fair speculation that the dude is not in good shape, but anything beyond that, it, you know, you're, have you you're, heard about him appearing anywhere after April 11th? 
Yeah, April 11th, 12th is the last uh, appearance on state TV, I read. He's not appeared publicly since then. They're speculating that he's at some sort of family compound because they've uh, tracked train traffic and the train stopped at this known family compound. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rest is just speculation. So there could be breaking news on this throughout the duration of the stream. If you guys hear anything about this while we're live, please do let us know. But as of right now, it's just he's he's either in really rough shape or the dude's dead. And we'll see where this goes. Lot. And he might have coronavirus. For all, we don't, we Wouldn't also, that be something? I brought in these Chinese doctors and they gave me coronavirus. We, we, uh, there's no knowledge, obviously, of what sort of uh, effect coronavirus is having in North Korea. Mm-mm. We just don't know. They I think supposedly they supposedly have zero cases. I think they did officially report zero. Yeah. You know, people do go in and out of North Korea. Yeah. So, but it, uh, it's also possible. Uh, totally possible he could have it and he's the sort of person smoking in in general poor health he's the sort of person that probably would be drastically affected by coronavirus at age 36 if anyone was gonna be man wouldn't that be something wow hmm. uh anyway if we'll, we'll get into coronavirus we'll we'll uh hop into the coronavirus update so uh I'm at the point where I don't care about the supposed numbers at all anymore because as we've been discussing, you can't, we're talking about the mortality rate. You can't trust the numerator and you can't trust the denominator uh, in terms of the death rate. So you can't, you can't trust the case count. You can't cu- uh, trust the death count for reasons we'll get to in a moment. But if you find value in those numbers, we're currently sitting at about 55,000 deaths nationwide, creeping on a million cases, just under something like 983,000 last I looked. New cases have been flat, averaging about 30,000 a day for the last three weeks or so, as you can see on your screen. But mind you, capacity to test is limited. So there's reason to believe that those numbers are not anything close to the true number of cases in this country. Ew. (laughs) Sorry. Corona burp. New deaths uh, have been flat, averaging about 2,000 a day for nearly the last three weeks. And um, so in, in terms of additional evidence as to why I believe, and if it's fair to say we believe these numbers are total crap. Well, we're talking about the numerator in the mortality rate. Obviously we've been talking about the suspicious parts of the death count. We know based on uh, certain state methodology and Dr. Burks's commentary that coronavirus death doesn't mean coronavirus caused death. It just means someone's who, someone who died and also had coronavirus or at least was positive and um, and these days, we also don't know that it was somebody who's even confirmed to be corona positive. We know based on the New York Times uh, reporting last week, I think it was last week, some 4,000 cases for, in New York City were shoveled onto the death count as presumed cases yeah. where we don't even, they were never even diagnosed, never tested. Uh, and then even if you look at this Worldometer source, they mentioned some state methodology. Worldometer is one of the, the aggregator sites that people often cite for these for these numbers, even they mentioned state methods here at the top that these states, New York, Maryland, Wyoming, they're including probable cases, probable deaths, not verified, just assumed. So you have that. You can add another state to uh, the list that's being explicit about how flimsy this death count is. This was the director of Illinois Public, uh, the Illinois Department of Public Health this week. Listen to this description. 
He says anyone who has COVID when they pass away will be included in that category. Dr. Ngazi Azike explained this does not mean the virus caused that death, but if someone does test positive for COVID before dying, that is classified a coronavirus fatality. You were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. Technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. Okay. <laughs> if it's super widespread, then those numbers are totally meaningless. I, I think you have a perfect storm to be overcounting deaths and drastically undercounting the true number of cases. And we have additional evidence this week, as we've been documenting, that there are even more reasons to believe the coronavirus is smar, is uh, far more widespread uh, in this country than we realized pre-lockdown. So all, all sorts of localities, we've been mentioning these antibody studies as, as they come out. More localities have done them this week. So in New York, uh, in New York State, a study on antibodies is underway and preliminary results on 3,000 people show that 14% of those tested have markers of the virus. That's statewide. That number is 21.2% in New York City, meaning, in New York City at least, if this sample is representative, a fifth of the city's population has already been exposed and in most cases was not in need of hospitalization in New York City. Based on these numbers, the estimates are that 2.7 million New Yorkers have been infected with coronavirus. If that's accurate, that would make the fatality rate about 0.5%. Not 10, not 5, not 3, not 2.5. And that's with the presumed death count factored in. So I take these death rates with a grain of salt. Um, And it's also counting the people who got hit by a bus, but also had coronavirus. I think the true death rate is is lower than that, even 0.5%. Los Angeles, also working on their own study. Uh, with USC, preliminary results show that 4.1% of the county's adult population have antibodies, meaning that 221, between 221,000 and 442,000 adults in just Los Angeles County alone wow. have had the virus. Yeah. If true, if that extrapolation is accurate, that means the true case count is 28 to 55 times higher than the official case count. As um, John Roberts was referencing, the official case count of like 8,000 in Los Angeles County. These results in Los Angeles are based on antibody testing of 863 people. They say a representative sample of Los Angeles County. In Florida, Miami-Dade County is also working on the same issue with the University of Miami. They found 6% of the county's population already has antibodies. Extrapolated, that would mean 165,000 people have already been infected in just Miami-Dade County alone. These findings based on 1,400 adults. Uh, And then, of course, this was big news this week. Officials in California have uncovered coronavirus positive deaths much earlier than previously known in Santa Clara County, a 57 year old woman died of a heart attack on February 6th. And per a new autopsy report, she had the virus. She had reported flu like symptoms in the days before her death. Officials also discovered two other Corona positive deaths in the County on February 17th and March 6th. Remember the first known Corona death in the U S previously was February 29th in Washington state. 
So what this means, presumably, or at least it's fair speculation, is this thing has been present much longer than previously known. We had deaths as early as February, but obviously we're supposed to believe that the Bay Area's mid-March lockdown and uh, L.A. following suit is what saved the day. It was the exact timing of that that saved the day, not the much more plausible explanation, in my opinion, that this thing has already blown through California way before we were even aware of it. But yeah, a good good thing that California locked everything down at the exact right time. Yeah, really, really. Really lucked out on that one. Um, and for these reasons, I, and more is going to come out as the weeks go on. I don't buy the fear porn numbers that are broadcast on the news uh, every day. And so in my opinion, there's plenty of information for, for the average person to assess the risk to themselves. It's time to get back to work. It's time to allow each, not even allow, it's time to recognize each person's freedom to assess risk for himself and go make a living for himself or stay home if he's too scared. But the more data comes out, the more we realize this thing is not what it was advertised. This is no, not I think at we're the deep danger level we were sold. I should, I, I should mention this. So I, I texted my friend. She's um, doing a rotation as an emergency ER nurse in New York. And I'm like, mm. I think this is overblown. She's like, no. I'm like, is mm. it only old people? And she's like, no. I know this is purely anecdotal. It's hitting New York considerably harder than anywhere else. Half of the deaths are in New York and New Jersey. Um, so this is kind of cherry picking and anecdotal. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to point out that, like, I don't think that people aren't dying of COVID. I just think that this is a ridiculous overreaction. Um, and it's time that we go about our business. There's also uh, reports out of New York that something like 90% of the people who died had serious underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The average age of death in, in the many states I've seen reported is over 80. And I know I'm not saying that means it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is that... I, I wonder to what degree these deaths were preventable. Are we fooling ourselves in believing that they all could have been prevented? Right. Or were the were a lot of these cases uh, in, in very poor shape to begin with? And coronavirus happened to be present. But as she mentioned, as the uh, Illinois Department of Public Health director mentioned, that's not the definitive cause of death. It's merely yeah. an association with a death that, had a much more uh, relevant cause to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at no point am I denying that this is happening or claiming the whole thing's a hoax. What I am saying is we know <laughs> generally what the danger is. We know what the danger is to whom, mm-hmm. statistically speaking. Yeah. And that's plenty of information for the for every person to make a judgment for himself. If you're still scared, I get it. My intent is not to mock you. You probably have a different situation than I do. What I am saying is, you have the information you need to make a judgment, make a judgment. And if you are too scared, stay home. Yep. It's, it's that simple. Uh, and I, I'm not going to send any raiders into your home with Corona syringes to inject you or anything like that. And the longer this drags on, the more we seriously damage ourselves. So, uh, economically speaking, of course, the numbers are out again on unemployment this week. Uh, let me grab those. 4.4 million Americans, 4.4 million more Americans, I should say, uh, applied for unemployment this week. This on top of the gigantic numbers that we saw uh, previously. So that brings the five-week corona lockdown unemployment total to nearly 27 million American workers out of a job for the supposed sake of safety and saving lives and all of that. 
Um, as I've shown each and every week, the scale of these numbers is much better pictured than numerically described. Again, on the right side of your screen, you'll see uh, on the right side of the chart on your screen, you'll see the last five weeks of unemployment claims. They are totally off the scale of every other week in the history of the country, though this particular chart only shows dating back to, um, to 2007. But again, the tiny little blip, that tiny little molehill between 2007 and 2008 on this chart is the Great Recession. That was viewed as a catastrophe. We are in totally uncharted, unprecedented territory each and every week with these gigantic off-the-charts red spikes on the right side um, of your screen. And there's no reason to think that those jobs are coming back on any immediate basis. Yeah. Um, even if we do, and the lockdown as some states are moving to do, another number to put that in perspective, 27 million Americans nearly uh, out of work. That's 16.2% of the labor force. By this time next week, we, took, we could be looking at one in five Americans out of work and climbing. That's historically unprecedented. We have some numbers like that in the Great Depression. But any time in, in the modern era, we've not seen numbers like this. And the idea that, oh, this is just the obvious price to pay. This is the obvious Why? way to buy safety. We're being so safe and saving so many lives. Well, well, we've already I, questioned I that to death. But. to date have not seen any evidence that social distancing is actually reducing the case fatality rate. I want to get to that a little bit in when we talk about the Idaho mom in a moment here, because there's another, another study out on that. And uh, yeah, there's not a lot of empirical evidence to suggest that that's the case. And meanwhile, another, um, another stimulus bill passed. Uh, the, the federal money printer will get us through this. And Nancy Pelosi's finally had enough ice cream. So uh, this week, the House passed another gigantic half trillion dollar aid bill. And on Friday, the president signed it. The bill includes $310 billion for the Small Business Paycheck Protection Program. Those are forgivable loans to small businesses if they use the money to uh, maintain their employees and pay them and $60 billion for disaster loans to businesses. The loans are expected to resume tomorrow morning, Monday at 10 30 AM Eastern time. And again, they're expected to run out of money within days. Some believe that a uh, trillion dollars will be necessary to meet demand because surprise, surprise, when you ban business and then try to pick up the tab for banning that productivity, <laughs> that's a colossal number that, Nobody can really afford, but somehow we're going to pretend like we can do this with no consequence. You can just or, print more money, though, right? And it's fine. Of course. It's not going to have any implication in your savings or your family's financial well-being. No. I can't believe that a gallon of milk is 10 bucks now or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to, I'm sure it's going to work fine. Um, so, again, the idea that we're going to print our, our way out of this, the way you get out of this is by recognizing the individual's right to assess risk for himself. You want productivity. You're going to need people who voluntarily say, I think it's worth the risk to go out there and provide for my family. I'd like to do it. Go do it. And then you're going to need people who say, I think it's worth the risk to support the, the businesses in my local community. And I want to do that. I'm going to go do it until we're willing to do that. And let people uh, assess risk for themselves. None of this is going to get solved. And we're going we're gonna to keep having uh, a lot of uh, protest, potentially civil unrest, a lot of conflict. The big uh, story this week or the, the viral story uh, in that theme was this Idaho mom who got arrested at a park in Meridian, Idaho, outside of Boise. So catch me up on the details here and we'll watch the clips of exactly what happened. This seems like a... 
There's some complications and a lot of different interpretations in how this story developed. Yeah, I was outraged last week and then I started reading more about it and I was like, hmm, I have a more nuanced perspective about this than I anticipated. Um, Last week on the show, I was like, anybody that isn't outraged by this is a retard. Well, (laughs) Wednesday. We were referencing it Wednesday. Oh, was it? And I I still think that this is uh, an absolute botchery of justice by the police department. I wish it had been better executed, though. Well, we'll talk about it. Um, so Sarah Walton Brady, she's from Meridian, was in the shuttered playground section of Kleiner Park with her children and some others just before 4 p.m. Um, to protest against the state's stay-at-home order. I guess we should watch it. Well, so with that, she's saying she wasn't there to protest, but that's sort of disputed. It's a matter of interpretation. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fairly confident that this was an organized protest event. I don't Some, know that they tore down the caution tape. There, Someone that. did that. Yeah. Someone did that. They said that when they got there, it was already torn down. Um, she's also saying she didn't touch any of the equipment or anything like that, uh, which I think is relevant. Uh, is but any her of this kids relevant, did, though? right? Her kids were playing on the equipment. I don't, I don't know that any of this really matters hmm. to me because this is taxpayer funded property um, that, it's retarded that it's that it's shut down. So we'll get into that. And here's the footage of the uh, the arrest. And in full fairness, it's obvious that at least one of the cops doesn't want anything to do with this. The guy who actually makes the arrest seems a little more gung ho about it. But in full fairness, it seems like this mom wants to take a stand to be arrested. Now, even that I think is justifiable, but we'll talk about that in a moment. It's not a private park, it's a public park. It is public and we can close it and we're closing it. Okay, under what grounds? I just told you. We can close it anytime. You don't need to talk to me, Reed. I'm just a mom of my kids. You guys gotta go. Let's go get your kids. So you're saying it's it's closed right here? I am saying the playground is closed. Well, it's a public park, so I I do wonder why it's um, being closed when it's a public park. I mean, we're not breaking a law. The city closed it, and the city can close the park at any time. Under what grounds? Under what grounds can they just come in and... The city code says they can. But we have to pay taxes. Right, and we're paying taxes down. We don't get a refund on the parks we're paying for. I am not the one to argue with. The one to argue with, if you don't like it, is the mayor. Or the parks director. Go argue with the mayor. Good luck. Quite frankly, is unconstitutional. Okay, that's something to take up with the mayor and the parks director. But you're enforcing it right now. Yeah. That's your choice, right? I could enforce it. I could charge people, but I don't want to do that. So we can be over there on the green grassy area. Absolutely. On the paths with scooters. It doesn't make sense to me. Whoever wants to talk, this is the parks guy. He can tell you exactly what you can and can't do. I will tell you, the playground is closed. We, we told you. I have told you to exit numerous times. This is it. Exit the playground area. Now. You have five seconds. Three. Arrest me for the Do it. Report it. Okay, this is not... Officer, you don't want to do that. Officer, you don't... You're being detained. Am I being arrested or detained? Her kids are here! Her kids are here! What is going to happen? Who's got her kids? This makes no sense. Okay. So she was... uh, What are the rest of the details here? She was booked on trespass? Uh, Yeah, misdemeanor trespassing. Um, I kind of wish... I kind of wish they would have started rolling like a few minutes before hmm. the arrest, because apparently the cops were there for a long time being like, listen, you can't be here. You can't be here. But I don't know if any of this really matters from an ethical perspective. 
I'm re- I'm having a hard time hacking well, if, out how if, I feel about this. If the enforcement of the law is bullshit, I don't necessarily care if they do it immediately or if they do it over the right. course of time. There's you know more context. There's protests at her house we'll want to talk about too. And can you really trespass on public taxpayer-funded property? I mean, really, can you do that? And I think she's right. I think this is unconstitutional. Oh, so is Ammon Bundy organized this uh, this protest at the cop's house? Yeah. Interesting. Ammon Bundy of Bundy family fame, like the Oregon uh, wildlife refuge standoff. And of course, they've had a whole bunch of disputes with the feds about land in Nevada, I believe. Why does he live there? Why was he there? Or did he organize it remotely? When she was getting arrested, she's like, you guys need to call Ammon Bundy. She didn't say, call my attorney. She's like, call Ammon Bundy. Anyway, gotcha. before we move on, um, the police department said these are very trying times. The Meridian Police Department supports the, the public's right to assemble for peaceful protests. However, the right does not include damaging public property or ignore, ignoring closures of city property and facilities. Um, damaging public Damaging public property. public property. I take issue with that because there's no evidence that they did anything. They didn't vandalize anything. At worst, they tore the caution tape down and they're disputing that. Or... It- do we know if this protest guy is Ammon Bundy? I guess he kind of looks like him now that I think about it. I just didn't connect. I the was dots. under the impression that he is the guy in the cowboy hat and the beard. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, th- there's a protest at the house. You say in your notes that they doxed the cop. Did... Yeah, he put his um, address in some sort of spreadsheet and circulated it. So. This is another thing. The sergeant involved in this. So they, the guy who made the arrest, they do a protest at his house. Right. This is what that sounded like. Just like the First Amendment said, this is a peaceful assembly. It's a peaceful protest. We will stay off of his yard. Everybody make sure you stay off of the officer's yard. This is 100% peaceful. But we are here to show our solidarity yep, with right. Sarah Brady, who was arrested today, a completely innocent woman, yep. for being in the park playing with her children. The innocent and law-abiding citizens of Is Idaho it? do not take kindly to our rights being stripped away from us, just like you guys yeah. Yeah. There was a woman at a park is with this Ammon Bond? Yeah, I arrested. think so. Yeah. Completely inappropriate. That's just the way it is. So let the investigation. Because what will happen is they'll, they'll grind her in the system that's called justice, I guess, until they spit her out and she's either given up or you guys get your way. And that's, that's the way I see it. Can you trespass on public property? Trespassing on public property. How is that even possible? The, the area was closed. But it's, but it's how, public. Public. It's it's public. If you went to City Hall right now and broke the doors down and went inside, what would happen? We're not, we, they weren't damaging property. During daytime, there was no locks. I would like to say, yeah, I mean, I don't like this showing up in anybody's house thing. I certainly think it's more justifiable to show up at the police department or city hall. I'm not at a the fan same when time, though, cops shouldn't be enforcing stupid, unconstitutional, yeah. you know? Oh, I have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, and we'll get to that after she, uh, she apologized. Was I'm kind of bummed that she even apologized to be honest, but it's her judgment. She did decide to apologize to the police officers this month. Yeah. But I also think that she's not telling the truth because I'm fairly certain that they did congregate as a protest. It seemed like she had a plan. And if this was an act of civil disobedience, I'm like, more more power sure. to you. Stand by it. I'm, I'm pretty much stand by it. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I do feel like she kind of walked it. She walked it back. She's like, I didn't know that this place was closed. 
I had no idea that we weren't supposed to be here and I wasn't at a protest, even though she's like, start filming and call Ammon Bundy. <laughs> it's weird how confident she is at the point of arrest. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she's a crying, emotional mess who says it was all a big mistake. I didn't know what to make of this, but here's her apology. I never thought a knee jerk comment made to you out of frustration by me wanting my kids to play at a park would create such a divide amongst our friends, family, community, the state of Idaho, our nation, and the world. A divide that seems impossible for me to mend. I let the stress of me being in a house with four young kids, one with special needs, get the best of me that day. However, this is not an excuse for my behavior and my part in what happened. I'm very sorry I let my frustrations get the better of me that day. I don't know. They probably threatened to throw the book at her or something like hmm. that. And she just couldn't, she just couldn't take the heat. She probably didn't expect it to get this big either. Well, I will say the, the, the thing I'll say about uh, the constitutionality claim, I saw a lot of people mocking her on social media saying, Oh, how could you say it's unconstitutional? The government can close what they want. It's government property, whatever. Well, there is something called the rational basis test. And I know that the Supreme court almost never strikes laws down on a rational basis basis. Um, but in this case, I would like to see the government demonstrate that closing the jungle gym, but not the park because of supposed coronavirus concerns has any rational basis whatsoever. Is there any empirical evidence to suggest that closing the jungle gym public property, as she points out property for which taxpayers are not just paying for forced to pay for, is there any rational basis to believe that has any positive effect on coronavirus spread in the community? Maybe you can just speak about that from sort of a, a layman perspective. But there's another study out this week that suggests uh, there is no empirical evidence for these lockdowns generally, but specifically these arbitrary uh, bans on you. You can hang out in the grass, but you can't hang out on the jungle gym. You can go to the grocery store, but you can't go to the small mom and pop uh, hardware store or whatever. And they, the they do bring that up in the video. Somebody's like, so we can go to, we can go to Walmart. We can all congregate in Walmart and we can't be outside here with our kids. Yeah. And that's a so valid point. Th there does have to be some rational basis, some practical basis for the law to pass constitutional scrutiny per Supreme court precedent and jurisprudence. And at the end of the day, these lockdowns and these stay-at-home orders and every inconsistent, arbitrary iteration of them just doesn't pass muster. This is another analysis that was published this week, this time by a political scientist Wilfred Riley, published in Spike magazine, titled, There is no empirical evidence to support these lockdowns or for these lockdowns. Now, in his analysis, he writes, and he does a series of regression analyses like we've seen other people do. Um, the question my model set out to ask is whether lockdown states experience fewer COVID-19 uh, cases and deaths than social distancing states adjusted for all of the above variables. The answer is no. The impact of state response strategy on both my cases, uh, on, on both cases and deaths measurement was utterly insignificant. So we can talk about the implications for the Bill of Rights of them just arbitrarily shutting down public property. But I don't want to lose track of just the rational basis for these regulations either. It, it seems very odd to me that we just grant them as rationally based when there's really right. no evidence to suggest that's the case. Now, um, as far as the, the, there was a lot of criticism of, of the mom and her supporters 
saying that, oh, you guys are usually the obey authority crowd in the context of Black Lives Matter shootings and other uh, events with police abuse or, or brutality. You're always saying, well, don't resist. Just obey and everything will be fine. Well, yeah, I agree. She didn't resist. She took the arrest on principle. She didn't attack the cops. She didn't like commit a crime and right. flee from it. I agree that she's doing the right. This is exactly what we've said in all other contexts. Even if it's unjust, you don't have a license to attack the officer. You take the arrest and you fight for uh, fight for justice through the legal system and through the uh, public public opinion system. So if she's just taking uh, an arrest for civil disobedience purposes, I fully support that. And I don't think that's inconsistent with saying, hey, Michael Brown, maybe don't uh, punch the officer and things would not end up the way that they did. I don't think that's inconsistent at all. People give credit to these cops for being patient. And I do agree at least one of them was very much patient, clearly didn't want to have anything to do with it. But as we've been asking repeatedly, at what point Will you actually remove your badge and say, I will not enforce a BS order? What cop ever envisions himself arresting a mom at the park playing with her kids? Yeah. Each cop swears an oath to the Constitution. In other words, an oath to protect and defend the rights of the people. If, if, you're, if you're playing King's henchman on silly, arbitrary nonsense rules, that's not why you swore your oath. So, uh... I fully supported the mom, even if it even if it was planned protest and civil disobedience. I fully support what she's doing because these are legal questions that need to be ironed out. And if someone wants to take the hit to get them ironed out, I fully support them doing that, provided they're not attacking police or anything like that. I, I was fully in her camp until the apology, to be honest. Yeah. I understand the desire to apologize, but people have to stop. They have, they have to stop doing it. You just stand by what you did, you know? I, I wish she would have done that. Even if she's wrong, it seems clear. Like you had a deliberate intent to say, arrest me. And this is sort of what we've been talking about for weeks. If you believe that a lot of these orders are silly, arbitrary, unconstitutional, if you want to debate that, if you get busted for one, it's like I've been saying, if the cops pull me over, I went to visit my parents this weekend. Technically, we have a stay at home order. There were state troopers on the highway. None of them pulled me over. But if they did and they said, where are you going? I'd say, none of your fucking business. Yeah. If they say, declare your purposes, I'd say, okay, arrest me. I think that's uh, yeah. a similar reaction that's fair. Yeah, I really wish you would have come out and been like, this is an absurd overreaction to a virus with a low case fatality rate and we need to get outside and be with our children. We, we have to do stuff like this. It's good for our mental yeah. health. It's good for our families. And I'm not sorry. I get the criticism of the woman. People say, oh, she's an anti-vaxxer. She has kooky beliefs. Okay. I'm not sure oh, that that's she, relevant either. Oh, she staged this. It was intentional. Okay, uh, I can take all sorts of attacks on her character. It doesn't mean that the enforcement of a bogus law upon her was justified. Right. And I also grant the points about the, the protest. Uh, I agree that I don't want to set the precedent of going to public officials' homes. I didn't like it when they did it at Mitch McConnell's house, even though they were saying, die, Mitch, or whatever. They were right. I, I don't like that in general. I think you should go to the, the place of operation of the institution that you're protesting. It does I can matter grant all though, those things that they they were careful not to step on the property on the, that on the, that is a distinction that matters yeah um and then compare this right wing gathering uh, and protest at somebody's house with a left wing gathering and protest at Tucker Carlson's house where right. they tried to break into his house 
And that's the thing. Do you, is what you oppose about those protests just the presence at another person's home? Or is it the implied uh, or threatened or actual violence? Now, for me, I'd say both. That is to say, if someone, if people, Antifa activists came to my driveway and started protesting me, but were totally peaceful about it, I'm still going to, I'm not saying they, sh- they must be arrested, but I'm going to take issue with what they're doing. There's going to be. Yeah, but a, if they yeah. try to break into my house you know, at like Tucker Carlson, like they're going to get shot. So there's the difference. Well, yeah, but that that's, yeah. I mean, at that point, you're not only on the person's property, you're trying to break and enter or you're trying to damage their property. And I don't think that these cops felt like they were physically threatened at this protest. Mm. And that matters. Uh, but just generally, I take issue with people's um, home addresses being released. We Do we know for sure how they got that information? It was, if I understand, it was, it was circulated by... Um, what does nuts? Uh, Ammon Bundy. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Anyway, I can. The point is, I can grant criticisms of this woman. I can grant uh, criticisms of her motive. I can grant the criticism of the tactics of protesting at a person's home. Doesn't mean the law is just. Doesn't mean it's constitutional. Doesn't mean it isn't justified to resist a bogus, arbitrary, unconstitutional law. Yeah, and I I expected cops to be resistant at this point because this is reach new levels of absurdity yeah uh so that's that was disappointing about this i expected the cops just to be like all right we're we're not gonna arrest you (laughs) well that's why i feel an obligation to credit the other side of this because i don't want to come off as just ripping cops it's not as though all cops are doing an awful job or Mm -hmm. enforcing bogus rules or just laying down for the authority or betraying their oaths this is um snohomish county sheriff adam fortney in washington state who says on Tuesday in a Facebook post, he's not going to enforce Governor Jay Inslee's stay-at-home order, which he says is a violation of Washingtonians' civil liberties. He writes, quote, as your Snohomish County Sheriff, am I pronouncing that correctly, by the way? You're, You're the Washington person. Snohomish County. Yes, I believe that preventing business owners uh, to operate their business and provide for their families intrudes on our right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. I am greatly concerned for our small business owners and single-income families who have lost their primary source of income needed for survival. As your elected sheriff, I will always put your constitutional rights above politics or popular opinion. We have the right to peaceably assemble. We have the right to keep and bear arms. We have the right to attend church service. Uh, of any denomination, the impacts of COVID-19 no longer warrant the suspension of our constitutional rights. Along with other elected sheriffs around our state, the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office will not be enforcing an order preventing religious freedoms or constitutional rights. Thank you for upholding your oath. Thank you for keeping your priorities straight. There are good cops out there too. So I don't want to give the impression that just ripping on cops for the sake of ripping cops. Yeah. We're probably we're, we're overdue for a break. So I got more to say about coronavirus developments, just interesting media uh, clips and Andrew Cuomo saying you just need to get an essential job. But let's take a break before we hop into those. So I can't reload this page. Is that what you're telling me? Um, You're going to have to. But this is so stupid because it's not auto refreshing to me. Yeah. Again, if you're joining later, Susan really screwed up our super chat reading system in the name of mandatory improvement. So bear with us. Um, and then they're all dated April 22nd, even though they're listed uh, for today. Yeah, <laughs> I do notice that. Thank you, Susan. Oh, no. Jason Minard is the first one, though, if you have that handy. Now you are more international. Now you are more international thinkers. Back to the point. Please don't drink Clorox or Lysol just because CNN wants to frame Trump. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, 
where did you start? Because I have Jason as the first one. Oh wait, yes. no, never mind. That's what. That's oh, the that one. is the. Yeah, that's right. He just had the. He has that crazy foreign currency, and see, so it was clarifying. Zach Thank Coggins. You, Jason. What I find funny about the Trump bleach thing is that his supporters know he didn't say drink bleach, and his detractors would stop breathing if he said air was good in the end no harm done i thought this was just such a non-story i was so happy you're like do, do we have to talk about this <laughs> i didn't i don't want to talk about it at all i just i just don't care it reminds me of the uh hydroxychloroquine story from a few weeks ago yeah um richard enormous sargon trimmed his hair last week and now looks like alex jones <laughs> he did yeah I, he said he explained why in his tiktok i assumed it was just like corona necessity because he can't go to a barber shop oh did he um do it himself yeah. But it looks like he just basically buzzed his hair. So oh. I assumed that was why, but he has an official explanation on his TikTok. Um, I just don't want TikTok because that's Chinese spyware. So I don't have also, it. Also, we're not 14. So why would we do that? <laughs> uh, Alec Urban, Matt and I once made love at Kim Jong-un's place. A doctor with shaky hands got involved. And Matt was never the same again. Matt was <laughs> never the same again. That's true. The, the doctor, Kim, Kim Jong-un's surgeon supposedly had shaky hands. That's mm -hmm. why he's in rough shape, which... Yeah, surprise, surprise. If you tell him save your life or you're going to the gulag, he'll probably be a little nervous. Uh, SJW D&D Twitter, this is Richard Enormous, are having a meltdown. Orcs are described, uh, are inherently violent, and they think that that alludes to black people, and somehow we're the racist. <laughs> is that true? I don't know anything about this, but I'm, I'm sure it, that, that could be true. Uh, Jeremy Griffin, had to go to Twitter to find you guys tonight. Not a hint of notification of, of mm. you guys on YouTube. Oh, no. Is it back? I guess so. Oh, geez. Can, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so do I. So What, what we should can we do? We can trade off. I'll, I'll carry on. Okay. But hurry up. I will. I'll be fast. <laughs> uh, yeah. As a friendly reminder, Susan has been messing with our stream lately. So, as always, if you can't find the stream... Look for it on the website. Bookmark the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. You'll always find it there. Susan can't wiki wiki that one. Mr. Obi-Wan 2020 says, the irony of them saying people going back to work will get people sick while telling them to find an essential job is astounding. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Very selfish one direction, totally justified in the other. Uh, Shauna Thornton says, I'm just giving you money because blonde's makeup is pretty matte. Well, not sure Scandos should vote, but they're still top tier Euros. Hey, I'll take it. Thank you. Uh, Shanique was stunning and brave says, here's a joke for you, Matt. Question, what's better than winning gold at the Paralympics? And the answer is walking. Wow, that, uh, that was a rough <laughs> Thank you. Boogeyman917 says, so are you saying that light bulbs would help? Cheers. I, I'm told by Trump that if you stick a light bulb up your ass, it cures coronavirus. That's what, that's what the media presentation told me anyway. Anthony, uh, no, no, thanks for supporting the show, man. Uh, L-B-B-O-T-P-N, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Injecting Lysol doesn't work. You need to snort Drano, obviously. Thanks for uh, supporting the show. Very kind I am of not going to be niggardly. JV, dude says just got back from drinking in a public texas park texas for the win don't tread on me feds i don't know if that's legal or not b dude jv dude jv oh. dude polaris is up next if you can take over sure, for me for, i'll be quick thanks for your patience <laughs> polaris 589 uh get dave smith on the show he's a libertarian comedian was he the one that was recently on stefan um let me know uh the gaming annex here's my weekly donation hoping my wife removes her bra this week too what is that about I don't know. Uh, Richard Enormous. Thoughts on Isaiah Simmons being only eighth pick could have been four or five. Oh, that's a SCAD question because I don't know what any of that means. Um, I can ask him later. 
but I don't want to talk about this, so I might not. Sorry, Richard Dean Morris. Anthony P. Whoops. Forgot to type blonde. You're going to be fashy tonight. You've been rather tolerant recently with the 13 percenters have been committing more than 52% of the well, you know. I can't answer that, Anthony. Uh, Richard Enormous asked if you have any thoughts on Isaiah Simmons being only the eighth pick. I hardly followed the draft at all this year, so I can't even pretend to give you an informed opinion, uh, unfortunately. Because sports have been effectively deleted from life, I just I didn't even follow the draft. I've just kind of checked out of sports entirely. I did follow the Vikings draft, and that's about it. Unfortunately, I, I can't offer an answer. Let's just do two more. This is Slugs42. Also forgot to mention, I have a new fiance and just found out a few days ago, but a baby on the way. I'm so wow. excited. I just have to tell everyone, congratulations. Congratulations. Sarah Pons. Hi, y'all. Longtime listener, but first time super chatter. You guys are awesome. Have you considered joining Dave Rubin's new platform called Locals.com to create your own community? I have not, but I don't know what that is. I spoke, I, I think he's built something really cool. It's basically a way for you to build your own Patreon social media community where you set the rules and you can manage everything about your product, your, your, your community there. I spoke with um, some guys at uh, Locals when he launched and I think the program, uh, I think the, the, the platform is really awesome. And if I, if I was starting from scratch, I absolutely would have joined. The problem for me is I've already built a lot of my own infrastructure, so I'd basically be replacing what I've already built. Yeah. And I don't want to ask everybody who supports the show, oh, hey, could you just go somewhere else? It, for somebody starting now, it's a great tool. For me, you know, I just, I'm in a spot where it would replace what I've already built. But I, I really think they've got something cool over there, and I, I, hope, it's, I hope it works out. Okay, we'll circle back. Let's uh, check in on a, a couple over on DLive. Sorry, what were you going to say? Sarah Pons was the last person. Okay, I'm going to highlight it in my system. So Can you do we, that? Um, yeah, I, I actually just put a browser plug-in on my browser so I can highlight things Ugh, for so stream purposes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Crypto Crook says, Hey, my favorite YouTubers, love you despite your duct tape production. Have my shekels. Well, you know, tough launch, but uh, we do what we can. Thanks to the rest of you guys supporting over on DLive as well. You know, it's not a show without a little uh, character. Up. Character. I like the word character. Uh, over on DLive, Fjord's, Fjord Snow Ape says, Matt, your Bernie impression from that recent video, from your recent video is incredible. You don't need that sounder. You know the one. Rebecca, you're still looking great. Remember to take care and know that your child will have an awesome mom. Best wishes from a sad, unarmed Snow Ape. Well, thank you for the kind words. And, um, and yes, I had a momentary Bernie impression at the end of my last video. If you missed it, if you want to see me do a Bernie voice, although I didn't think it was great, but close enough. Uh, Cameron says, um, just want to share some good news. My daughter was born last week. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Just missed her. <laughs> just missed her sharing a birthday with old uncle a, but we're happy. <laughs> well, what a disappointment. <laughs> Hope things are well for you both. Also, did you see last week's skate park is now a dirt bike course? Yes. And I fully support the, I don't know, the, the man who's anywhere between 18 and 40 in his efforts to, uh, to restore freedom and justice to the skate park world. Dildo Swaggin says, I'd like to congratulate South Dakota Governor Christy Nome on being nearly 50 and still looking somewhat effable. Right wing poon is superior to all poon. <laughs> Uh, she's, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Christy Nome for political reasons. I don't, I don't, uh, 
I don't make her into, I don't objectify her in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get back to Streamlabs shortly. Thanks for your patience, guys. I want to hop back into um, coronavirus stuff, but really just sort of interesting ah. media clips, not really coronavirus related strictly, just media reaction and stuff. I, I want to talk about, I got to talk about Andrew Cuomo saying you should just get an essential job. So Yeah, what an asshole. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, he's been consistently characterizing coronavirus as death. So if coronavirus equals death, that justifies his decision-making as preventing death. And any negative consequence of his policy decision-making is justifiable because that consequence is not worse than death. He'll describe this in a moment. Uh, This week, though, at one of his briefings, a reporter asked him, what if a failing economy also equals death? And, um, well, he denied that, that that is the case. The reporter also asked him about whether you have a right to work. What if the economy failing worse than death is equals death Very for, because no, of mental it, but illness, it the people, no, it the people stuck at home. No, it doesn't. It doesn't equal death. Economic hardship. Yes. Very bad. Not death. Emotional stress from being locked in a house. Very bad. Not death. Domestic violence on the increase. Very bad. Not death. And not death of someone else. See, that's what we have to factor into this equation. You're now responsible for my life. You have a responsibility to me. It's not just about you. Get your head about the, around the we concept. Is there a fundamental right to work if the government can't get me the money when I need it? Is there yeah, a you fundamental wanna go, by the way, right you wanna to go to work? work? Go take a job as an essential worker. Do it tomorrow. Right, you're working. God. You're an essential worker. So go take a job as an but, essential worker. But, but the people aren't hiring because of the No, pandemic. there are people hiring. You can get a job as an essential worker. So now you can go to work and you can be an essential worker and you're not going to kill anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I have some thoughts. Do you want to go first? That's outrageous. I mean, obviously, those jobs are limited, probably not in your fields. Uh that's can, can that's I just so sign up and be an on-air reporter? Is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, first of all, coronavirus does not equal death, at least automatically. But for the vast majority of the population, it will be a minor nuisance. In fact, in most cases, hardly even noticeable. I'm not saying that to diminish the, the risk to those people who are vulnerable to it. That's real, of course. I'm just saying the idea that it automatically equals death. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it does not. That is not statistically defensible. And economic hardship absolutely equals death in numbers. If we're going with coronavirus, let's put it this way. If coronavirus equals death, economic hardship also equals death, at least in numbers that are comparable. The idea that you're not killing people with these policies, as we've, as we've discussed many times, every 1% of increased unemployment is associated with all sorts of terrible outcomes. Up to and including death, suicides, uh, domestic violence, which he even referenced and minimized. Domestic violence is bad, but it's not death. Well, it can be. It can be when it escalates to murder, which is the thing. Right. Um, so w- saying one is death and the other is not death. Uh, come on. That is a ridiculous presentation. Uh, you have a responsibility to me. Okay, Kami, but why doesn't that work in both ways? Why don't you have a responsibility uh, to me in terms of my freedom to pursue my own well-being? Why is it wrong for me to pursue my livelihood, which may put you at risk, 
Uh, and that's an idea that I find highly debatable, of course, but it's totally right for you to ban someone, uh, someone else's livelihood uh, to give yourself a sense of security. How is it selfish in one direction, but totally rational and not selfish in the other direction? I'm not even saying that you can't inadvertently or even accidentally pass coronavirus to somebody else, maybe even with lethal consequences. But the idea that I have a responsibility to you, therefore I'm going to sever your livelihood, and that has no negative consequences. You can just take a job as an essential worker. How right. is that demonstrating your responsibility to someone else? This comes from the guy that says that if we could save one life by sp spending, did he say a billion dollars or something? I don't, like I don't know if I heard that quote. Did, um, what did he say? Then it's worth it. I, I, <sighs> I think he said, I don't want to mischaracterize what he said, but if we can save one life and spend like some astronomical amount of money, I, then it'd be worth it. And that, that's absurd. It's ridiculous. I know I use this. I, I say this too much. But you can save many lives by locking people in padded cells. Is it justified? Is it moral? No, it's not. Right. Okay. Uh, but uh, the, the core of what he's saying, the idea that economic disaster right now is, is easily solved by everybody simply getting a Cuomo-designated essential job, even if that's possible. I don't know what the economic reality is in New York. Are there hundreds of thousands or potentially millions of essential job openings in New yeah. York that these people yeah. can take? That, that's even beyond the, the, the crucial point here, though. What is it about him designating a job as essential that makes it safe, that makes it so you don't kill people? Why can't you pass on coronavirus just as easily at this press briefing as you can at a grocery store or as you can at a clothing boutique that's closed down or as you can at a hair salon or a spa? There's no such thing as a uniquely safe environment for coronavirus transmission or any viral transmission. We've just made all sorts of arbitrary distinctions and now we treat some as universally safe and others as universally not. And if it wasn't insulting enough to have Governor Cuomo and other governors or local leaders across the country tell you that your job is not essential, when in fact that job provides essential food, essential income, the essential roof over your head, if that's not insulting enough, now he's saying that you working in your non-essential job kills people. Yeah. Necessary. It kills people. You kill people if you do it. Yeah. That's that's the implication of, of what he's saying. And somehow he doesn't. Somehow his gatherings of people to deliver the latest coronavirus news, not killing people, haven't touched a soul, totally innocent. This was something else, man. That was, a, that was as, as out of touch a, a really commentary insulting. as I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not even saying it's not possible to rationally disagree with the perspective of this show that's much more worried about the economic implications than the virus itself but the criticism of people like us of our perspective is that we don't give enough credibility to the medical and biological reality of the virus maybe that's fair judge for yourself but this is a guy who's giving zero consideration to the reality of the other side of it i'm not trying to deny the biological reality of coronavirus. You clearly is, have to weigh the risks and consequences of both though, when deciding yeah, what to do in public policy, sure. obviously. And uh, he, he's, he's, he's saying that one side of that risk calculation is totally irrelevant, total non-consideration. And that that's, that's insane. And that's going to damage a hell of a lot of people in New York state already has. Meanwhile, Adam Schiff uh, Adam Schiff, you kind of forgot about him since impeachment, but maybe that's because he's still talking impeachment. 
He was on Chris Hayes' uh, show on MSNBC this week, and he says the failure to impeach Trump has caused the 50,000 coronavirus deaths across the country. There's one thing that really, I have to say, haunts me from that trial, and uh, it was uh, before that snippet that you showed, where we knew we had to answer the question to the senators, okay, essentially, House managers, you proved him guilty. Does he really need to be removed? After all, we have an election in nine months. How much damage could he really do? There are 50,000 Americans now who are dead uh, in significant part because of his incompetence, because of his inability to think beyond himself and put the country first. <laughs> okay. Unreal. How could you possibly blame him for this? As though zero deaths is achievable? Was that the expectation? Zero? All 50,000 are Trump's fault. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, totally his fault. Well, let's say I grant the premise that Trump has botched the coronavirus response, and that's why there are 50,000 deaths. Well, alternative theory, he could have done a better job were his focus not taken off of coronavirus by this impeachment bullshit. Alternative theory, perhaps Congress could have put its attention on coronavirus instead of impeachment bullshit back in December, January, February. When we know about it, yeah. Not to mention, if Trump was impeached, uh, you get President Mike Pence, you know, head of the coronavirus task force, Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike Pence has a significant oversight role in the White House's response to coronavirus. You think you're going to get a drastically different outcome, whether Mike, P Mike Pence is president or the head of the coronavirus task force? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to say we're getting to it this late in the show because I know it's big news for you. At least I, well, I mean, it's, I think it's good news overall, but you've, you know, you haven't, I think it's fair to say you haven't been happy with Trump's actions on immigration thus yeah, 60 far. 60 days, that's worthless. Let's talk 20 well, years and, you know, that's a start. Sorry to, uh, to be the spoiler on the facts, but yes, Trump tweets out uh, this week in light of, this was Monday, Monday night, in light of the attack from the invisible enemy coronavirus, as well as the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens, I will be signing an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration to the United States. Excuse my Corona burps. And uh, as I mentioned, don't get too excited. It's, it's 60 days, as you said. So this is a temporary measure. There are all sorts of, um, there are all sorts of exceptions. So permanent U.S. residents, spouses and children of U.S. citizens, individuals seeking to enter the country as a healthcare professional or medical researcher working to combat coronavirus. But uh, this has been hilarious to see. It's been hilarious to see progressives arguing that Americans need to stay home, but immigrants can travel. That's been interesting to watch on Twitter, but that is the case that they're going with. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. He had a quarantine beard. I don't know what happened to him, but he actually had a pretty good beard going to the point that maybe I could, could consider respecting him one day. No, Come I on. I forgot you close know you to that. Never would. But, you know, he, he was better with the beard. It's gone now. He appeared on MSNBC to make the claim that um, Trump's actions here will inspire terrorists like the El Paso shooter. This anti-immigrant rhetoric and these anti-immigrant policies, very dangerous, very deadly. And one more point, Joy, we knew uh, before that what the president was signaling was being picked up by these far-right white nationalist terrorists, one of whom drove 600 miles to El Paso, Texas, and opened fire in a Walmart last August, killing 22 people trying to stop the invasion and the infestation 
that President Trump has been warning everybody about. So very, very dangerous rhetoric, very dangerous policies at a very dangerous time. Oh, come on. He's like, he's not even a presidential candidate anymore. And I still have to fucking listen to him talk. Why? <laughs> he keeps... He's talking to Joy Behar. Is that? Oh, no, it's Joy, uh, Joy Reed. It's Reed right over on MSNBC. What's her face? That makes way more sense. Yeah, okay. not Joy Behar. It's not The View. <laughs> I just assumed that everybody had to go uh, do teleconference, even The View. <laughs> he keeps repeating this lie that Trump inspired the El Paso shooter. Again, this is an AP fact check. It's not even like some right wing fact check. And you can go look at the shooter's manifesto for yourself from El Paso. He was an anti-Trumper, wasn't he? He just said, I don't know if he was anti-Trump. He said, but he said explicitly in the manifesto, I can't remember if he hated Trump or not, but he said, my my own views, quote, predate Trump and his campaign for president. He explicitly said, they're going to try to twist me into a Trump supporter or a Trump inspired person. That's not who I am. I don't care what trump says my beef is with immigration generally and how it's flooded the country that was his perspective in right. the manifesto uh but i beto's perspective here so trump by locking down immigration is going to inspire anti-immigrant terrorists why wouldn't those be the people saying all right uh, i guess i'll chill out for a minute since <laughs> like why would they be inspired to violence based on that order yeah that doesn't make any sense i don't even know what he's talking about Trump well, locked locked the, down immigration, so I'm going to go kill some immigrants. Okay. The left doesn't care about that. It, it just, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. Uh, sixty days is a worthless time period. It's also well, too late the, in the game for this to even affect the. Well, virus that's period. that's why I was curious about the timeline because I noticed a lot of the media presentation of this was like, oh, the typical Trump's racist, Trump hates immigrants. Well, the tweet itself identified economic concerns as a primary motivator. That is to say. Whether you, whatever your perspective on immigration is, can't we all, if not agree, understand the reasoning that rebuilding our economy and providing jobs should go to Americans first? That seems you can't like, get the left to. They're globalists. Fundamentally, they believe that the best person should should be for any job globally. By which you mean like uh, unskilled people who have no respect for our laws. Or like, you know, most, most needy are the most deserving. Ah, yeah. Okay. Not the best person. That was poorly worded. But, you know, so, so you're not going to be able to tell them that it should be Americans. They'll just be like, why? I, I noticed that was lacking in the coverage of this. That is to say there's a, there's a totally rational, even kind of immigration neutral basis for what he's saying. Like, you don't have to be an immigration hawk or a shut down the border person to be like, okay, let's make sure the jobs that recover go back to Americans first. And from my perspective, I would have liked to see the Trump's order tied to an economic metric. You know, if you're, if you're going to do it this way, just say, we want to see the economy recover to X point before we're going to consider opening the border again. I, uh, yeah. I mean, that would have been better than this 60 days. Yeah. That's totally arbitrary. We're still going to be screwed in 60 days. Economically yeah. speaking, we're going to be in rough shape. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, lastly, uh, well, not lastly, I still have Chris Cuomo, too, because Chris Cuomo has emerged from his cave. But I'll be quick here. Uh, Susan and Zuck are cracking down. Zuck, uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, he sparked some controversy this week by banning some of the protest organization pages. A lot of these Operation Gridlock and protest of lockdowns, those pages were organized on Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg has been cracking down on them appearing on Good Morning America this week to say that those are those are harmful misinformation, so they're banned. 
Facebook also holds its users accountable by continuing to monitor and flag posts for harmful misinformation about the disease. How do you deal with the fact that Facebook is now being used to organize a lot of these protests to defy social distancing, defy the social distancing guidelines in states? Is somebody trying to organize something like yeah. that, does that qualify as harmful information? We do classify oh, that as God. harmful misinformation Real and we human. take that down. Um, at the same time, Mark you know, it's important that people can debate policies. So there's a line on this. But you know, more than normal political discourse, I think a lot of the uh, stuff that people are saying that is false around a health emergency like this can be classified as, um, as, as, as harmful misinformation. It was really hard to listen to what he was saying. Misinformation. Uh, Zuck is saying that he did this. He, he banned some of these pages because those pages violated their state's social distancing and stay at home orders. So certain, he says certain states asked Facebook to remove the pages. Joel Polak over at Breitbart dug into that claim. He actually reached out to the governor's offices in these states. It was New Jersey, uh, Nebraska, and there was uh, one other might've been California. At least he discusses California in this story. <clears throat> but according to this Breitbart story, the Nebraska governor's office tells Breitbart, quote, the governor's office is not aware of any Facebook events regarding COVID-19 protests and has not requested Facebook to pull any events down. Facebook reached out last week to learn more about Nebraska's social distancing restrictions and the governor's staff provided already publicly available information about Nebraska's 10 person limit and directed health measures. Facebook also reached out to the New Jersey governor's office. The governor there issued a similar denial quote, the governor's office did not ask Facebook to remove pages or posts for events, promoting lifting the provisions of the governor's stay at home order. So this is very, who's behind the banning of these things. Zuck blames the states and the states blame Zuck. Even still, the label harmful misinformation makes no sense to me. Are you saying the perspective is harmful or are you saying the conduct is harmful? Because he was justifying the banning by saying the conduct violates state safety orders. But then it's not harmful misinformation. It's harmful conduct. Right. So I, what? You, what, what does it even mean? The protests are themselves misinformation? They're opinion-based, really. No, it doesn't matter. It, it means that he's a lizard person that wants to censor everybody <laughs> so that he can control this the narrative. Is, this like, is why. That was a frightening... I see this look on, on people's faces like after they've... This like bloodless look after they've given up their soul to Satan or some shit. It happened yeah. to Jared Kushner, too. But like, just that video was just shocking. Like His general appearance is shocking. Very normal, well-adapted human Mark Zuckerberg joins to discuss his social ongoings. Amazing that he did an interview that was, um, he's just so unrelatable. And you know you can't trust, he did a speech X amount of months back where I did a video on it and actually had some kind words, measured and qualified kind words to say about what he was saying about free speech because he actually gave a speech articulating the philosophy and the values of free speech. And you know that he can't be trusted. So what? He, he doesn't comes practice out and, any of those. I know so. he comes out and does this crap and it's like, well, thanks dude. Thanks for giving a speech on it. Um, and the interesting thing here too, is the, the purest libertarian perspective on the social media censorship stuff has always been, well, they're a private actor. They should be able to do what they want. If you don't like it, build your own social media platform and, and make something better. If this is what, we think it may be based on the Breitbart reporting here that Mark Zuckerberg, I guess, regardless of who asked who to do what, 
there appears to be some sort of state Facebook cooperation here, potentially to censor information that the state deems undesirable. That, yeah, that duh, of course. If that's what's going on, that has obvious First Amendment implications. And you, even the purest Oh, this has been going on for years, though. Well, here's some pretty concrete demonstration. Yeah, people that is don't to care. Say, it, it makes it much harder to say, like, well, uh, there's no First Amendment implication whatsoever on this. Well, if it's state-private cooperation to do the censorship that the government is looking for. It doesn't matter, yeah. though. Look at what has happened during coronavirus. People are willing to give up their fundamental rights to achieve safety and they're trusting tech overlords. I mean, yeah. I'm actually libertarians advocate for this app that tracks people that are supposedly COVID positive. Hmm. Like, it's so antithetical to libertarian. So you, you have to think that like, there's just no desire. There's no will for people to be like, Oh, this is a grave offense to my first amendment rights. People don't give a shit. Well, to give as much credit, I don't know what those people are saying. I would assume they would endorse that on a voluntary basis only. But the even on a voluntary basis, the potential for privacy invasions. <laughs> if the purpose is, I think it'd be naive to think there wouldn't be some serious privacy implications of such a system. But if everybody agrees to it voluntarily, I think it's less of a problem than if the government enforces such a thing upon you. Sorry, I'm having a weird night. Digestively, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh, me too. The baby is just, just killing me right now. <laughs> this hurts so much. Susan Wiki Wiki is also cracking down on the harmful misinformation. She tells Brian Stelter on CNN that any information that contradicts the World Health Organization is banned on YouTube. About that is raising authoritative information, um, but then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated. So people saying like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric. Like those are all will cure you. Um, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. And so remove is another really important part of our policy. Remove is an important part of our policy. Uh, never mind that the World Health Organization contradicts the World Health Organization. Of course, they famously denied in January that there was any evidence of human to human transmission. Uh, Mari determined that was a lie. The World Health Organization as far as I know, right now recommends not wearing a mask. They might have changed that, but at least prior they were not recommending. They were recommending not wearing a mask, even though certain places are now requiring it. Uh, I just want to be clear with Susan WikiWiki. Everything the World Health Organization says is false. Everything I say is true. And again, I can't stress this enough. 5G is the definitive cause of coronavirus. It's been scientifically proven no matter what the World <laughs> oh, Health over. Organization is, is our stream says. I don't care what Susan says. That's that's proven, Susan. You can't deny it. Meanwhile, last week we covered the an the antics of Chris Cuomo and some jackass loser biker who uh, got in a confrontation with Chris Cuomo after I guess Chris was out and about despite uh, his corona positive diagnosis and supposed quarantine. Even though Cuomo, as we covered last week, discussed himself on his Sirius XM show his biking adventure, CNN is, I guess, pretending like he's just now emerging from his basement, his quarantine basement. And they did a piece where he describes his experience of reuniting with his family. Check this out. The official 
re-entry from the basement. Cleared by CDC, a little sweaty, just worked out. Oh, what a douche. This is what I've been dreaming just of. Just worked out, bro. Literally for weeks. My wife, yeah, right. <laughs> We're still a little scared, so I'll just give you one of these. Just give you one of these. Just give you one of these. What you may have noticed there, Sanjay, very quiet um, welcome to me when I walked up the stairs. This has spooked the family. It really rocked us when Christina got a case, albeit much more mild than mine, and I think she's just stronger than I am. And now I have a three-week recovery process. I did the first part today. I could barely breathe doing a walk, 25 minutes. I felt like I was exhausted. I'm a lucky guy, was even luckier than ever, Sanjay. This was a day I've dreamed about literally for weeks. Oh, I was exhausted, more exhausted than on my bike ride where a guy confronted me. Yeah, he was interviewed uh, with Tucker this week. Oh, I didn't even see that. What happened? Uh, nothing. You just explained the situation. And then Tucker endlessly mocked Cuomo for staging this um, reunion. I didn't even. How did I miss that? Chris Cuomo went on Tucker's show or no, the biker? No, no, no. The biker. The biker. Okay. That explains. Uh, <laughs> alternative theory. on. I love how he says, you'll notice my family was kind of quiet because they were so devastated. Alternative theory. Your family wasn't enthused because nothing's really changed. Everything is normal and you're just pretending <laughs> like this is a big yeah. event. And these kids know it's not a big event. Those are not fearful, afraid kids. Those are bored kids who don't give a shit. Watch the clip. Those, those kids aren't afraid. They're not, they're not traumatized. Yeah. Just like, wow, cool, dad. Cool. Let's act like this was a big deal. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into, we, we could probably just finish up the, the remaining two topics and catch up with Super Chat, huh? Yeah, sure. Um, recall, uh, we'll get into the Biden accusers evidence here. <sighs> recall uh, Tara Reid, of course, is a former Biden staffer who says Joe... Uh, pulled her aside and started finger banging her in the nineties. As I recall until now, um, she had basically no evidence for her claims, but this week, a clip of, uh, or from Larry King's show emerged to give some support to her case. So what's the context for this clip before we play it? Yeah. So the intercept, um, on Friday reported the transcript of this broadcast from August, 1993 of a woman from San Luis Obispo County calling into Larry King's show about her daughter's experience on Cap Hill. She was pretty vague. Uh, you guys will hear it in a second. Um, but it has been confirmed through Media Research Center um, that found this clip, this clip in the archive um, that this woman was Terry Reed's mother, uh, Jeanette Aldemus. And Reed actually took to Twitter this week to confirm that, that it was her. But she's okay, pretty vague, so but like, we'll, we'll talk about it after we listen. We have a third party confirmation of the identity. I was going to ask, do we have any reason to doubt that this is her mom? No, it's but... definitely her. Okay, this is this is the clip. San Luis Obispo, California. Hello. Yes, hello. Um, I'm wondering what um, uh, a, a staffer uh, would do, do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. Or she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't tell it. That's true. Okay. I mean, if, if we have confirmation that that is indeed Tara Reed's mom, yeah. that would be confirmation that Tara Reed told her mom at the time. I, I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying you, you convict Joe Biden right now, but that is a degree of evidence that's well beyond whatever Christine Blasey Ford ever had. Definitely. Um, I think that that 
probably gives this more teeth than previous allegations. I think it's going to be very damaging to Joe Biden's campaign. Uh, I mean, obviously, this isn't evidence, but I'm not really sure that that matters in the court of public opinion. And then after the Kavanaugh thing, which is still super fresh in my mind, I, I kind of feel like, well, this sounds yeah. way more credible than Julie Swetnick or Christine Blasey Ford. So unless we think her mom had a motive to lie right there, I mean, it's in 1993. To that, I mean, that she wasn't she specific confided about... in her. Yeah, we, we don't know the nature of the allegation or the abuse based on that clip. Yeah. But it would to me, that's confirmation that a, a conversation happened between mother and daughter about some sort of interaction with Joe Biden. I think Tara Reid has only worked for Joe Biden in a Senate capacity, right? She didn't work for other senators, so it's not possible she's talking about somebody else, someone else, at least as far as I understand. You know, again, I don't think this is enough to to convict Joe Biden of some crime. But I do think it's enough to consider, and certainly by the media standard of what is enough evidence to throw the book at somebody from, from the media standpoint, it's, it's much more than Christine Blasey Ford had to offer. Joe Biden, I think somewhat uh, astonishingly, they were, the Joe Biden campaign was asked about this tape uh, by CNN, yeah. and they referred CNN, they, they declined to comment on that, on that video. They referred CNN to their prior statements denying Reed's allegations. They didn't even issue, they're not even willing to say a, a single new thing about this tape. And Tara Reed, for her part, she's just asking for fair media coverage. She did this interview with the Daily Caller and she said she just wants equal media treatment to Christine Blasey Ford. She says, it's inexcusable. I'm sorry that I'm politically inconvenient, but my perpetrator was Joe Biden and people need to deal with it. Uh, and to her point, Three potential Joe Biden running mates appeared on Sunday shows this morning. Gretchen Whitmer was on ABC. Amy Klobuchar was also on NBC. Stacey Abrams was on CNN. Not one was asked a question about Tara Reid's accusation or this newly surfaced clip. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has done a dozen TV interviews since Tara Reid's accusations emerged or were made public. NBC, ABC, two on CNN. No questions have been asked in those interviews. I, I mean, I'm inclined to agree with Tara Reid, at least for equal media treatment. I'm not, based on what I've seen here, I, I can't say that Joe Biden's guilty. He did it 100%. But the standard for evidence has certainly been exceeded by her. And the idea that we're treating this as somehow not as newsworthy as Christine Blasey Ford is, is, um, absurd, is wildly yeah. hypocritical. Definitely. Um, oh, or can we talk about the police investigation? This oh, yeah, yeah. This is crazy, too. D.C. police are actually investigating. Yeah, this is an active, ongoing investigation. There are no further details to provide at this time. A Metropolitan Police Department spokesperson told the Washington Examiner on Tuesday, we were wondering why they were even bothering to investigate because the statute of limitations ran up so recently, or uh, uh, ran up so long ago. It was like yeah. years ago, like 15 years ago, the statute of limitations ran up. So we're like, why are they even taking this? They can't, they can't do anything. And she's already said, like, I'm not going to sue him in civil. I'm not going to do anything about this, you know? Hmm. Um, cases that are handled by the Metropolitan Police Department Sexual Assault Unit go through a multi-review prior to being assigned uh, a disposition. This case is progressing through the review process. So this is unusual that they're doing this. And among the reasons the case remains open nearly two weeks after she made a report, uh, it could be the officers have concerns about her safety. And that's one of the reasons she said that she was bringing it, like in case somebody mm. whacks me. Um, 
or they could think that her reports leads to other revelations in which case it would be supported. And well, that kind of gets us back to the Harvey, the Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein thing. thing. Yeah. Where can allegations that are past the statute of limitations be used as evidence in more recent accusations? Yeah. That's an interesting debate. If it goes that route, we'll see. All right. Oh God, well, I, uh, it, maybe take her elbow and just <laughs> I'm watching. This is the weirdest thing. <laughs> I well, you sent me a clip earlier that uh, I mean, the, the punching force on that child seems pretty strong. Oh, I thought I sent that so, to your woman. Did I send it to you on, on Skype? Yeah, I saw it. Or maybe she just showed it to me. I can't remember. But I, I saw the clip. I don't even know what organ she's up against. But <laughs> All right. Well, as I mentioned, that last story, this weekend was the annual NFL draft. Uh, and it was all done remotely for obvious reasons. Normally, they have like a big event in some. But big... how was everybody like in a separate stadium? And well, stuff? everybody was at home. So like football team general managers head coaches they're all in their houses with cameras the players are at home with their families with cameras on them and oh so is it just based this is really stupid a really dumb question is it just based on like their historical performance they don't have like a tryout or something oh there is a there's a combine where they all uh take they do physical tests to demonstrate their their physical abilities they, they do they still do that the the combine did go on but that was back in february so that oh, was okay. before uh, that was before all this broke out, but mostly I'm kind of, I, I like watching the draft as a football fan, but I, I tuned in casually this year, uh, after having not paid any attention to any of the players, cause I'm just tuned out of sports, but I tuned in cause I wanted to see what sort of technical disaster this was going to be. Cause they're trying to connect to every individual home. And so I was, I was wondering, you know, what boomer is going to press the wrong, like what camera is going to go out? What boomer is going to press the wrong button and draft the wrong player? Yeah. As far as I can tell, this thing went off without a hitch, and um, and it was actually the most viewed NFL draft in history, as I understand. Anyway, that's a long way of getting to the point that's relevant to this show, which is the political controversy. Don't worry, I'm not trying to talk football with you. Uh, the the New England Patriots drafted Marshall kicker Justin Rohrwasser. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. This is in the fifth round, and uh, and now blue check journalists are mad about his tattoo. So as you can see, he's uh, he has several tattoos on his arms. He's got an American flag on his right forearm. His left forearm says uh, liberty or death. And what's that right there near the inside of his left elbow? It's a three percenters tattoo. You see the three Roman numerals with the 13 stars around it? Well, now that is becoming highly scrutinized because that is a far-right militia movement according to wikipedia which this is it have you ever heard this before i actually have heard of the three percenters yeah because they're present at a lot of protests like um uh they they've been involved with um they've been involved i think with patriot prayer in the northwest they've been involved with uh I, i believe they've had some involvement with ammon bundy actually and then do you remember was it last year when the oregon legislatures uh, legislators, the Republican legislators fled the state to not uh, vote yeah. on the three percenters were saying we will provide armed defense for these legislators. Yeah. But it's interesting yeah. that they're so they're they're a far right militia group, according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia's article in part supporting uh, cited uh, to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which calls them an anti-government group. And I'm generally familiar with the three percenters philosophy, but I was curious, OK, maybe they've done some crimes that I'm 
not aware of. I don't follow them closely. Uh, what is the basis to imply that they're terroristic or something? Uh, the, in the in the Wikipedia article here, uh, the the arrests or the crimes that are referenced in twenty eleven. So the guy who started Three Percenters, he wrote a novel, a fictional story. Okay. And there were four guys who who plotted a biological attack who had supposedly been inspired by his novel, but the guy distanced himself from the alleged plot. He didn't have any part in doing the plot. He wrote a novel and people made a criminal plot supposedly inspired by his novel. That's point one. And then during a, during a meeting in 2017, uh, there were in 2017, there was a, a guy in Oklahoma city who um, was busted by the FBI and uh, when the FBI interviewed him, he said he identified with the three percenters movement and that he just, he subscribed to their ideology and he intended to start the next revolution, but there's no evidence that he was actually a me- active member of any local group. Those are, those are the criminal references that Wikipedia has to offer. Now the three percenters, if you care about what they have to say, um, they say that they're not in fact a militia. They are not in fact anti-government. They say they are pro-government. So long as the government, abides by the constitution the three percent name is a reference to the claim that only three percent of american colonists were actively fighting in the in the uh, revolutionary war you go to their three principles moral strength physical readiness and most most relevant to this particular controversy no first use of force they say don't fire unless fired upon we are not the aggressor nor antagonist we are purely defensive and only as a last resort, their goal is restoring the founding principles of our constitutional republic. I'm not saying you should take their word for it, but I've taken a look to see what their supposed militia, like implied criminal activity is or implied terroristic activity. All I see is a bunch of guys who are armed engaging in what they call paramilitary training, by which you mean like having people be proficient in defense of themselves and their communities. Right. And guys who show up at protests armed, which is also not a crime. That happens all the time. Uh, and, and so, <laughs> in other words, they have, they have the wrong ideas, basically. And that's fine if you think they have the wrong ideas, but I'm wondering, where was the NFL media scrutiny for? Do they scrutinize every player's tattoos? Like the, the, the NFL has a lot of tattoos on a lot of players, and I'm sure many of them are at least as controversial. Questionable. Yeah. As a three percenter tattoo, not to mention were the far left views of Colin Kaepernick and his friends scrutinized, even when they were wearing socks with cops as pigs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, was that as thoroughly policed? I got to say most disappointing for me is the fact that this player, Ryan uh, Rohrwasser, uh, it was Ryan, right? I don't want to, uh, Justin, sorry, Justin Rohrwasser, he has, as far as I can tell, he's all but caved to Aww. the media pressure. So on a conference call, new Patriots kicker, Justin Rohrwasser was asked about his specific three percenters tattoo. He says, quote, I thought it stood for military support at the time. It evolved into something I do not want to represent. He says he has family in the military and his tattoo will be covered. Uh, he was asked again, one of your tattoos matches a group called the three percenters. What's the story there? He says, I got the tattoo when I was a teenager and I have a lot of family in the military. Obviously it stood for military support. Obviously it's evolved into something I don't, I do not want to represent. Uh, I should have done more research before I put any mark or symbol on my body and oh, yeah. it's going to be covered. He also, he, he says too, my tattoos are just random. 
but what's interesting is like, are they like, oh, I just have random tattoos. He says, there's one that reads liberty or death. Another one that reads, don't tread on me. Another one that's an American flag on his forearm. Those seem is, highly consistent. Come on, dude. This is not, they're all random. I don't know what, the, just be like, yeah, yeah it why represents. Why do people have a, to apologize? Just don't, don't apologize. Stop apologizing. <laughs> It represents American constitutional values. Very uh, appropriate for a team called the Patriots. Right. Why don't you like it? Why don't you, why don't you fuck off if you don't like it? I'm just here to kick footballs. If you want to police tattoos, there's hundreds of other players whose tattoos need policing in this league. I'm, I'm just bummed that he's caved, that he's just said, ooh, do we deal with it? But, uh, dude, they're going to come after your liberty or death tattoo next. Yeah. They're going to come after your don't tread on me tattoo next. Take a stand for what you believe in. There's nothing wrong with that. The NFL has tolerated it in far left-wing directions. Now they're painting you as far right for being a constitutionalist, and you're caving. And he didn't even... It's, it's not even the same thing. Like, Colin Kaepernick made his politics the centerpiece of his presence in the NFL. This guy just has tattoos and is not looking to make them a feature. It's just media scrutiny has made them a feature. Right. He didn't say, hey, look at my tattoos. I believe in constitutional patriotism. When has anybody ever forgiven somebody that's apologized? Can you think of a single example? I don't know. I mean, uh, Mel Gibson. I guess, <laughs> did he ever apologize? Though? There, was a, there was a good family guy bit about his apology that I can't really reference. It but, was, it was, but, but they it like was iced him out for a decade. I can't remember. I'm not a big Mel Gibson follower, so I, I don't even know the whole saga. Why not? Well, there's just this Yahoo reporting. Remember, kids, tattoos are permanent, implying that his tattoo is regrettable in the first place. But also, he's getting it covered. Like, it's not. I mean, I know it's permanent in terms of the marketing, but he's changing it. He clearly did enough research to, like, know what that is. Obviously. Yeah. The the idea that this guy randomly got liberty or death, don't tread on me in 3% or tattoo. What a weird, what a very, very consistent random combination for you, as though you hold a set of beliefs right. about the constitution and about Liberty. Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting one to close on since we didn't have any actual hoax hate this week. We just wow. have just the real improperly hate. attributed hate there, To be fair. I don't think they're calling him a Nazi, just a right wing far right militia member. That's what they're calling him. Jeez. He just kicks footballs, man. That's it. All right, that's the show. Let's catch up with uh, with Super Wow, Chip. we made okay time. Look at that. We did. I tried um, to trim down a little bit this week. Alec Urban says, my mom's scared about our state Tennessee opening up soon and seeing people out in public. I told mom it's okay to be scared, but if you start acting like Karen, I swear to God I will get the Kung Flu and cough on you <laughs> myself. It's a good son right there. It totally um, is okay to be scared. Yeah. Oh, did my... Now my Super Chat may have updated automatically. Really? It totally is okay to be scared. Just it's not okay to try to deprive other people of their rights and try to control them on account of your fear. Exactly. Alfredo Gonzalez, I was sub unsubscribed. I don't like that. Anyway, I revised my prediction from last week that we'll ride Biden to the finish, but only as a placeholder for the VP pick. That's their only chance. They don't want to mm. win. Joshua Chase. Suicide says, by campaign. We'll yes. See. Snitchers get rewards, man. Oh. I, has Eric Garcetti actually dished out any rewards? I haven't seen them yet. It has anyone cashed in on their snitch? Not rewards? specific that, that this was going to be some kind of monetary compensation. Hmm. Was he? He didn't say like the X amount. Of he never described. Yeah, he never described what they were. 
uh, Michael ATW86, what do North Korea and Democrats have in common? Their leader is a vegetable. What does it prove? <laughs> Anderson Bush. Um, y'all should look up Tim Gordon, YouTuber and author who wrote a book called Rules for Retrogrades, 40 Tactics to Defeat the Radical Left. I think a collaboration is in order. We will check it out. Sure, I'm happy to take a look at his stuff. Send me an email if you got um, you know, what you think is his best stuff. I'll take a look. This is pretty anti-Semitic. I don't think I can read this. Uh, I don't know. I've, uh, I've read worse. I guess. We're going to skip it. Okay. Marconi. Well, you know, if we can, if he said a person's IQ is dependent entirely on their culture. Also that in-group preference isn't a thing. This is a professor. That's not a surprise. I mean, Why are people still going there, to are, there are a lot of people who hold that view, which I find to be baffling. I mean, but okay. Um, Marconi. Yeah, I mean, that, you, good for him for holding a professorship with those views. It's probably really easy. Um, Marconi huh. cliche. The super chat is late. I've enjoyed your shows for three or four years. Great work, Matt. Great work, blonde. That's Marconi. Like the radio guy, not the pasta. Got it. Not macaroni. Uh, Freddie sauce. So I wasn't unsubscribed. I was just in the other account. Guess everyone ah. knows my name now. Yay for self doxing. Bring it on. Lama Cusco. Sorry, <laughs> dude. I did not know. Uh, this, this is an in, inscrutable name. Yanguizi. Let's go with Yanguizi. Shekels from your token messianic Jewish listener. Say my name. I will not. I will not. I don't not. even know how to. I don't Lawe know. Yanguizi. I like Yanguizi, though. That's a fun thing to say. You probably just said something highly offensive. Maybe. It's probably a trick. <laughs> I don't know. Alec Urban. You say nobody texted a Harry Beholder de Blasio's tip line. Well, someone has now. I hope so. <laughs> At least so. not reported. It wasn't picked up by the New York Post. Mm. But again, if you send pictures of hairy buttholes to 311692, I disavow. That's wrong. I believe in you guys. I believe <laughs> in you. Grow it out a little bit first. <laughs> Derek Finley, 311692. Your hairy buttholes. That's the wrong number for hairy buttholes. The Layman Report. Matt, hope you got the pics I sent from Madison, Wisconsin protest. News sources tried writing it off as a hate rally. I'm hoping to show the pain and suffering this cause. This is causing business owners and farmers. Mm. Uh, if you emailed within the last couple of days, I'm sure it's there. I'm a little bit behind on my emails, but I will be going through them probably tomorrow. So, so thanks for uh, thanks for standing up and thanks for sending me pictures. Blippity Blue says, "Hey y'all, hey." Laurel says, "When the baby's born, and for the first month, you will get nothing done. Nothing." No reading, no paperwork, nothing. Only baby and sleeping. You need your mom to bring you food. Resign yourself to it. Yes, mm. I have resigned myself to it, and that's I'm gonna bring my parents out for six weeks. Mm. So I don't need help. I'm already really slowing down. Like I'm having a tough time in this last trimester. Eric Thanks J so. says, "I'm a first responder, and I always hear officers being dispatched disperse large groups of people." Mm. When dispatched, there is an audible sigh when the officers arrive on the scene. <laughs> Ooh, there is three quarters hanging out. Shake my head. Three or four people hanging out. I think it means. Oh, that makes much more sense. Do you want to yeah, read some of God. these while I breathe heavily? Sure. Capitalism for the win. Did you all see the beer cans on the garage door of the dirt biker dude? Can't believe the boogaloo will be a meme war. Happy my state ain't crazy. I missed the beer cans. I didn't actually notice them. Any WTN people want to have a SD meetup eat in parking lot. 
I'm not sure. West Tennessee. Oh, West Tennessee want to have a uh, social distancing meetup, eat in the parking lot. You guys, hey, if you do that, good for you. Although Tennessee is opening up soon, right? Yeah. You can have a legal, regular barbecue soon. JK says, so the uh, coronavirus said to infect, then you recover, gain antibodies to provide immunity. Reports currently say you can actually contract the coronavirus again with illness. If so, then a logical conclusion says a vax for coronavirus equals life sentence. And that's an interesting thing uh, to to speculate about. And that's true. A lot of my um, claims about, I think, this being less severe than, than advertised assumes that exposure to it builds some sort of immunity. But that does seem like the general assumption in the medical community. And if this thing, if you don't have lasting immunity to this and you keep getting reinfected, yeah. then I guess one would assume that it's it's a mutation, that this thing is changing over time. Also a possibility. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the next question is going to be, a lot of people are worried about the vaccine implications of this. And we'll see where that goes. Trust Bill Gates. You see this, sorry, you see the story this week of... Uh, Tom Hanks's blood was used in the corona, the development of the coronavirus vaccines that are under development. I don't want any of Tom want Hanks's some... blood. No, <laughs> absolutely not. You want some Tom blood to help keep you healthy Never. at Bill Gates's directive? Uh, Freddie Saw says it sucks for North Korea that their friendship with China forced them to pass the pass up the made in Taiwan doctors for the made in China ones. Damn Chinese docs broke on the first use. Apparently so, if the reports are correct. KLGY88 says I live in New Mexico, one of the first states to close, and our governor is heavy handed in removing our rights. Our mayor in our state, or in our city, I assume, is reopening his town, and she has threatened to send state police. The governor's Set and uh, threatened to send state uh, state police to the city. I interpret that to mean a mayor in our state is reopening his. Town. I see. Gotcha. A mayor of a city says we're opening up. The governor says no way. We're going to send state police. Well, that'll be an interesting showdown. Yeah. If that actually happens, will it end up being city police against state? How will this work? Send me more information know. as that develops. <clears throat> uh, Mark Duquesne. Comparing U.S. states' COVID deaths per capita proves that lockdown costs lives. So far, having a Democratic mayor and governor gives you more than 50 times higher chance of dying than both Republican. That's That's unproven, that one. It's probably true, yeah. That's probably true, Uh, statistically speaking. Russ says, prediction, Biden will be pushed out or drop out before the end of May. Mm. Thanks for the show. Have some coronavirus. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. Uh, Yeah, does Biden last till November? That's everyone's favorite speculation right now. Um, better call hall LLC. I bought my first AR Delton, one of the few that are legal in my state. What brand AR do you own? I have three. One is a, a Springfield saint one and two are custom. Well, one is a Palmetto pistol build. That's bare bones. I guess you could call it a custom build since I built it, but it's just from a Palmetto build kit. So it's all Palmetto state armory parts. And then the other one I have is, um, is a registered SBR. That's all custom parts. So that one's uh, that one I have um, in, in, with a 22 upper and a 300 blackout upper. Mostly I just shoot 22 these days because it's cheap and it's fun. But for life and liberty guns, uh, yeah, swap on something a little more um, capable. Uh, but yeah, those are my three, and um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll build some more. They're fun to build, you know. People call them adults for Legos. Kind of, there's kind of some truth to that. Once you know what you're doing, they're fun to put together. The first time is a pain in the ass, though. You got springs flying everywhere. Um, and congratulations enjoy your rifle 
this is from Nobody says, hey, Blonde, this one's for you. If you had to choose, would you rather non-whites not be allowed to vote or women? <laughs> the obvious answer to that is women. Wow. That is a lot of hate in that question and a lot of hate in that, that heart. Someone would have so Unbelievable. much like, hate in their heart. I really do. Sarah Faux Storms, it wouldn't be able to blow through without noticing uh, the 0.5% death rate is many times higher than the seasonal death, death or the seasonal flu and it is more contagious. I mean, the the estimates I'm seeing are between 0.12 and 0.37. So if it's point if it's on the lower end, if it's 0.12, that's only marginally higher than the flu. The flu is usually around 0.1. Yeah. And what um, if what if we have no handle on how many cases there actually are and what if our deaths are inflated? by a significant number because of these presumed cases, people who got hit by buses that were Corona positive, people who had all sorts of clear causes that were not coronavirus related, but they mm -hmm. also tested positive. I'm not saying that I, I know that I'm right. I'm just saying, I think there's plenty of reason to believe that the 0.5, let's put it this way, 0.5% death rate is what New York is estimating with their thousands of presumed positives piled on is it really yeah yes that's with those so uh, you rem if you start questioning some of the numbers that go into making that rate it's totally possible it's well below 0.5 and keep in mind in california they did have an early and particularly strong flu season that was noticed at the time they just attributed it to flu-like symptoms so I, I i maintain the belief that this thing has been around a lot longer uh, at a much higher level than than we're previously aware. Yeah. Uh, default username CFR is five to ten percent. Factoring in unrecovered people doesn't make any statistical sense. Regardless, authoritarianism isn't acceptable. Both can be true. The disease can be dangerous, and freedom is fundamental. There's no way the case fatality rate is five to ten percent. I don't know why you would remove. Th that is to say, if you remove unrecovered people, that presumes that why do those cases not count uh, that it, it would doesn't be my presume question. that they're dead but obviously uh they if you're just talking about fatalities then people that are unrecovered yet still alive are non-fatalities so right that's you're removing a huge chunk of people known to have it yeah. without an outcome yet and no, we no, have no. why would you do that and we have a, a huge percentage of established recoveries that you could make some sort of uh you could make some sort of projection based on those data too there's no way this thing has five to ten percent by this, the time this he is says they don't done. count because they're not final outcomes um yeah but how do you know if you leave them in the pool for too long as unresolved or take them out too soon then the, then any deaths might be totally unrelated to covid you're just increasing the chance that you have a fatality with covid unrelated to covid I think you absolutely have to keep them in for the best data set. Uh, Fisher, How do you do you get to count people with antibodies who were never hospitalized or never had any symptoms? I mean, I don't know. What counts as the finalization of a case, I suppose? I need some definition yeah. on that. Fisher says people have been forfeiting their autonomy, their rights, and the ability to decide what's best for them and their families. The only thing more terrifying than the government's program is people's eager eagerness for it. Yes, that's why we're always oscillating between this black pill and this white pill because I not. agree. Uh, you know, it's government going to government, but we don't have to submit. And there's been plenty of willingness to submit without question. Yep. Um, Bravo, Victor. Sadly, I live in Burlington, Vermont. If you thought it was stupid seeing people driving cars with masks on, trying seeing a hipster riding a vintage bike with a dual cartridge respirator on, shoot me. Oh. 
Oh. Wow. Yeah, the masks are becoming more common um, around here. Hilariously, true story, the grocery store my fiance works at, a few weeks ago they sent a kid home because he insisted on wearing a mask because he has asthmatic symptoms or some, some kind of asthma condition. They said, you can't wear a mask at work. Go home if you want to. So he went home. Now, because all the Karens complained, masks are mandatory at work. And if you don't wear one, you're written up and or fired. It's funny how the demands of the authority and all the, the, the fear-based demands just shift as the wind blows, not based on any empirical reason, just based on whoever's feelings are being screeched the loudest at the time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Bill McPherson, fact is there's no vaccine for any strain of coronavirus. 50% of colds are caused by coronavirus. The likelihood of a vaccine is nil. Time hmm. to open up and practice universal precautions like healthcare and LEO have for decades. I'm with you, Bill. Sure. And that's a fair point, too. People act like a vaccine is a guarantee. That is not a guarantee at all. We, we might end up a year and a half out from this and not even have one. Uh, so, sorry, you, you need me to take over? Yes. <laughs> Upstanding citizen. What is this? I can't even read the full name, but I know it's a reference to something I said earlier. Upstanding citizen with morally correct views or something like that. <laughs> Governor Half Whitmer. Ha- I get it. Half Whitmer. Walked back some of her policies, but uh, pushed till May 15th. Our GOP representatives are already passing bills to remove her broad emergency powers. She's getting voted out anyways. Bank on it. I did have that in some of the show notes tonight, but because of time, I had to eliminate it. But yes, I'm happy to see some pushback. They're doing the same thing in Wisconsin, pushing back against the, the governor there, too. Oh, really? The legislature, yeah. So that's good to see. And uh, good luck in Michigan. Anti-omnia liberato. If that's Latin or whatever that is, sorry for botching it. COVID-19 has an R-naught value of 5.7. The flu has an R-naught value of 1.7, making COVID-19 times more contagious. So if social distancing worked, we should see a huge drop-off in influenza deaths shortly after social distancing was implemented. Yeah, I don't know. And and I think uh, we'll maybe get some clarity on, on how that played out according to CDC data later. And then the question is, to what degree do they overlap? If some of the claims out of California are true, there were a lot of things attributed to flu or flu-like illness that may in fact have been coronavirus and vice versa. Do we have accurate numbers distinguishing those two things? Or is there enough similarity and enough unknown in months prior that one was attributed as one and the other was attributed as the other? And who knows? Trunculant Phillips, thanks for supporting the show. Trunculant Phillips says, study in the Journal of American Medical Association out of 5,700 cases requiring hospitalization in New York is what I was referencing earlier. 88% had two plus underlying health conditions. 94% had at least one, even being, <clears throat> even those at the highest risk, only 10% died. And the question is true, is as well. I mean, as the Illinois uh, public health director said, it, some of these people can be in hospice. Some of these people can be terminally ill with another one of their conditions. And at nursing homes. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's a huge percentage of the deaths across the country are in nursing homes. Some of that data has been coming out as well. In some states, it's like 75 to 80% of the deaths. Yeah. Again, it's not to say these deaths don't matter. It's just, why are we painting everything with a broad brush and not being more specific and saying, we know who's at risk. We know what this thing is. Let's not punish people who are not at risk. Uh, let's, not, let's not totally throw them under the bus and allow them to be some semblance of free people who can pursue their livelihoods while we protect the people who we know are at risk. Exactly. Let's be more precise. Shanique was stunning and brave. I've decided to convert to the religion of peace and culturally enrich some young white girls as it carries less punishment than standing in a public park. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Newman. Wolf. 
<laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. By cuffing the lady, I would say he was not social distancing. But if the cops are really concerned, why aren't they wearing masks? That's another thing. I, I think the cops kind of felt like this is bullshit, but we have to do it. Yeah, I, that's my sense. I don't, I don't think the one cop says like, yeah, I think this is kind of crap and dumb that you can go play in the grass, but you can't pay it, play on the jungle gym. I think they get it, but I think they chose to follow orders. Well-armed chaplain. Shout out to the people of Reopen Florida, the Reopen Florida rally in Tampa today. Your voices were certainly heard at the highest levels of leadership. Good job and keep up the good work, uh, Matt and Blonde. Well, thank you. And thank you for standing up as well. I appreciate everyone who's standing up for freedom. I don't know what our governor is going to do, but if I if there's a protest that's not on a Sunday, I'll do my best to to be there next time. Uh, Bill Mitchell says, Matt, have you ever watched any of Viva Frey's videos? Canadian lawyer turned YouTuber, fantastic content right up your alley. Blonde, my wife and I pray for you and your baby weekly. Parenthood oh, is such you. a blessing. Uh, I have heard, it. I'm loosely familiar with his content. People have been sending me more and more of it. So yes. And uh, from what I can tell, he does good work. Jim Keats says, my middle son's question uh what have you two been doing to pass the time my question trump dumps melania marries the north korea chick world peace ensues what will the left do question two uh are handlebar mustaches okay or hipster handlebar mustaches are cool as far as i'm concerned yeah uh past the time i have been well it's uh, i've been doing my best to just get outside and go for walks or just go uh, do something active outside for a minute because it's been all but banned at this point. So I, I know I need to get some sun. I've been trying to do that. And um, in terms of indoor activities, I've watched a little bit of Netflix. I've played probably more video games than I otherwise would. Um, other than that, I'm just keeping on the grind of work. What about you? Uh, pretty much the same. I'm just like really trying not to gain too much weight in the pregnancy. So I've been walking, but I'm so big now that I can only walk a mile that's it. <laughs> That's all I can do. That's not bad for how pregnant you are. I assume oh, a man. lot of pregnant women are not walking that far. So it's a lot of sitting on my pregnancy ball and reading pregnancy books and preparing the baby's room and everything. Mm. Like what would uh, what would the left do if Trump dumps Melania and marries the North North Korea chick? I don't know. I don't know, but it, you can conclude it's bad. It would be bad for reasons X, Y, and Z. Logan, he told us how to pronounce this. Is it Chai? Was it Chai before? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Matt and Blonde, what's your take on the Duncan Lemp situation? And my last name is pronounced Chai like the T. Oh, he said in there. Uh, what? Uh, oh, oh, Duncan Lemp. I re- I knew I recognized the name because that's the guy in Maryland who was... Ki- we referenced this on the show, remember? He was supposedly... Police were serving like a gun confiscation order. Or it was characterized as a red flag and they shot him while he was sleeping according to his girlfriend. To his that's right. Girlfriend. Yeah. And... At the time, I said and we said it wasn't a red flag order per se. He was found to be a felon in possession of firearms, which is a crime in and of itself. So the police narrative is that they were going there on that issue, making it a little bit different than red flag. But the the, the weird thing about this story is it's been totally hush since that happened. We said at the time, it's possible that this has some red flag implications, but we need to know more information. Um... The only update I see, nothing since mid-March when we talked about this, and the police have basically given no update. There's a new article that I'm looking at right now in the American Conservative that says Duncan Lemp's parents were threatened with jail for protesting his killer. I don't know if that's accurate, but it is weird how there. this is a police shooting where there's been almost no information 
for six weeks time now yeah that's weird that's a little bit of a las weird. vegas situation on our hands eh? hmm. uh this is two way what are the odds that they threatened to take playground mom's kids that actually hmm. occurred to me that like she had been threatened or she was scared hmm. she really backed off hard um liz towel pick removed yesterday on facebook misinformation that could cause physical harm can make some people on Facebook feel unsafe. What was it? A fictional bottle of Clorox chewables <laughs> as seen on Drudge. Zooked. Oh, Liz. Oh, man. That's yeah. outrageous. That's what you get for spreading harmful misinformation. <sighs> oh, you're going to have to take over. <sighs> Trunculant Phillips says a video of two California doctors is going around titled Calif or, Doctors Destroy the Media Narrative on COVID-19 promoted on social media by the Hodge Twins. Very interesting. Lots of good points. If this is the, if this is the guys out of Bakersfield, I watched it this week. It's an hour long and I would recommend. Oh, I saw it. It was good. It was really good. Oh, I sent it to you. That's right. Yeah. I would recommend anybody out there watch it. Um, I forget the name of the two doctors, but it's two Bakersfield doctors hour-long press conference about their view that the economy needs to reopen. The only thing I can say critical about them is their their statistics extrapolate the... So they, they look at California and New York and say, for example, you have 10,000 positive uh, cases out of, say, 100,000 tests given. They would assume that that... They extrapolate that to mean that 10% of California is infected which to me seems a little suspect because the Lots people of California is sparsely populated and the people who are going to take tests are people who have some tests are limited right now in a lot of places. You can't even get them unless you have some symptoms or connection to a person who is ill. Right. So I think that the, the proportion of people who are testing positive is skewed toward positivity because of the nature of the people who are able to get tests. So I dispute some of their math but overall, I think what they're saying is is really important for people to see. Again, just a counter pr perspective, professional expert perspective that runs counter to Burks and Fauci and some of the other so-called, I shouldn't even say so. They are experts, just they're experts of a particular perspective. Yeah. These guys are also worth listening to. Skeptical Faith says, a lady in, uh, the lady in Idaho was apologizing for the division that it caused. I'm not sure if no one was paying attention. She wouldn't feel the need to apologize. I suppose fair distinction, but is she really that worked up about the division that it caused? Something just seems off about her total shift in demeanor to me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. She seemed scared or threatened or maybe she just couldn't take the public scrutiny. And I understand that. Like there was a shitload of backlash for her. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she got a, her fair share of hateful messages yeah. and that sort of thing. Mojack420 says, SCOTUS ruled police have no responsibility to protect the public. By that same ruling, they have no responsibility to enforce that mayor or governor's orders. They do it for their 30 pieces of silver. Yeah, I think they're doing it um, for their jobs. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a fair interpretation. Uh, Skip Mayfield says that Land O'Lakes butter lady was given a pox blanket. Wasn't she? <laughs> She's well, gone. She's out of here. Yeah. She is far gone. All right. Um, gay, gay dad's bear about 10% of all deaths are from medical error. I'll take my chances at home with the Rona. I mean, who knows? We, maybe we've all had it. Rocky mountain monk. Hey guys, that was my beard. You were commenting on at the Timber cigar shop meetup. Thanks <laughs> awesome. for the recognition. It's an excellent beard. Rocky mountain monk. Yeah. Um, Aggie jet pilot. Catch the show tomorrow. Just dropping off what I can to help out. Dropping off what I can to help out. Mm. <laughs> My well, brain. thank you. Uh, during the Corona apocalypse. <laughs> Looking forward to you guys all week. That was a real John Loki moment. Sorry, guys. 
Eins null. Matt and I once made love under some UV lights. We got drunk on Lysol and he injected his disinfectant into my non-essential veins. Love you guys. Definitely essential part of my week. Great story. <laughs> Compelling. I rich. remember. Thank you. Grand master level. This Corona BS has made my business explode. We normally do 250000 a month in sales. And this month we've broken $1 million. I sell mm, leads wow. for growing. Sad seeing so many people around me struggle while my palms are swollen from counting money. Stay safe. Stay well, safe. I am stay not going to be niggardly. Um, Thanks for supporting thank so the show. And, I'm um, glad somebody's doing well. And it is a bummer. I mean, obviously, I, I'm glad that you're doing well in this business environment. It's just, um, and it's not a shame about you. It's just such a shame to me that we have government picking winners and losers. Congratulations on your essential business that oh isn't killing God. people. You know? LEDs. Yeah, LEDs. <laughs> How, I, I'm so dumb I'm not now. in the business of correcting your pregnancy. I'm so dumb and brain. I'm so fat and I can't stop farting and the baby's <sighs> kicking me all the time and I can't believe I have eight more weeks of this. Elijah Wartko says, I told myself to save money this week, but the stream is just too good. Well, thank no, you. Thank I appreciate you, it very much. Um, I can't even pronounce this one. It's German, I think, or something. And it says Erica. Oh, no need to read my message. Just got my Trump box and thought I'd buy you guys a drink. Well, thanks oh, for thank supporting you. the show. Um, Blonde, you can have a drink in the near future when your passenger departs. But Blonde doesn't drink. Blonde is no. on the straight and narrow. I'm but she will get, uh, I don't know, what, what, what's your preferred healthy drink? Tea, kombucha, something like that? No, I'm not a monster. No. All right. I do like green juice, so that's kind of monstrous. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Kirkbride. I'm sending you $10 just to say that Cuomo is a douche. <laughs> Uh, which one you might ask the real question is, does it really matter? No, they're both douchebags, aren't they? That the was one with uh, the weird nipples might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot he had allegedly has pierced nipples. I don't know. I think he says weird nipples. Ben Smith. I've been a big fan of the Cuomo brothers race to see who the bigger, who's the bigger retard. I think Frito has a narrow lead due to history, but Andrew has made a serious comeback over the last couple of weeks. That's true. I haven't hated Andrew throughout coronavirus until this. It's not yeah. to say I've loved everything, but it seemed like he was mostly, he, he, was, he wasn't trying to score political points. He's doing what he thought was best, even if I disagree with it. This was the first time where I thought, dude, like you're, you're just throwing unemployed people under the bus that aggressively. That was, that was some Shitty. bullshit, man. Patrick Meredith, domestic violence isn't death. Um, uh, might want to rethink that one, Cuomo. The death rate under 45 is 0.01%. Hospitalization rate is 0.1%. Quarantine those at risk. Build herd immunity. I think it probably is higher than that. Yeah, I'd be curious. I, I mean, I wonder, it's a, it's a blunt question to ask, but what percentage of wife beatings, for example, end up even accidentally fatal? That's totally yeah. possible. Yeah. I got to assume that's a thing. Anthony P, babies come out of the butt like pee is stored in the balls, right? <laughs> By the way, my first chat was empty on accident, but you can keep the shekels if you want, you three percenters. Oh, well, thank you. We're, we're a right-wing militia around here, we you are. know? Seagram's Gin, Cuomo saying nothing is worth dying for is the most un-American thing one could say. Everything we've built, we have given life for. Every death yes. of a soldier, a patriot, this was a coward's reply. Exactly. A, a great way to phrase it. Uh, <sighs> I, I really appreciate that perspective. Thank you. Al Edwards, Georgia started reopening on Friday. Businesses are allowed to open, not being forced, and no one has to leave home. Yeah. I consider joining the NAA and, and, and NAACP boycott because boycotting something you're not forced to do seems fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Polaris 9009. Glad to be back at work fixing up and prepping the Idaho men's hair salons for possible, possible opening. Just wanted to share some 
paranoia uh, Corona box with my favorite Sunday. Well, good. I, I hope business gets back at it. Nobody. Damn, Wiki Wiki looks hideous and fat as hell. <laughs> what kind of grotesque monstrosity that spawned the creature deserves a visit from Corona Chan? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I will see if Susan bans this stream for insulting her looks. I don't know. Polaris 589, when we need uh, when we need wheelbarrows full of money to buy loaves of bread, will you raise the amount needed to read Super Chat Live? <laughs> Inflation uh, has, has, you know, it's a million dollars a chat. A million dollars a chat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fat Hooligan, have you ever spoken with Hard Bastard? He does great commentary. Last week his stream was cut while reviewing an incredibly anti-white MSNBC panel. Find it frustrating since MSNBC will never get censored, but Hard Bastard will. I, I have not, but I'm familiar with his work. He does good work. I, I know the name. I don't know the content much, but I'll perhaps I'll have to check it out. Uh, Judski, Google completely removed the Larry King episode from the Play Store. What? Really? So it was still available. You could go watch the full episode, huh? Ooh, yeah. That's interesting. Hadn't heard that. Um, uh, Ark of the Sea says Epstein didn't kill himself. He got the coronavirus. <laughs> first, yeah, first, first known fatality. Uh, Polaris 589. Yeah. Someone said that American politics is like world wrestling entertainment, and that's BS because world wrestling is more believable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill McPherson, have you seen Frito's video doing curls and tricep extensions at his desk wearing a suit with a fake 100-pound dumbbell that says Cuomo on the side? I that did not see. He has his own branded dumbbells? That's 100% hilarious. fake and an absolute narcissist. Yeah, he is a real douchebag, like 10 out of 10. Um, Esoterica Unbound. The rhetoric of the COVID commies like Cuomo is becoming going to become progressively more hysterical as it becomes clearer how pointless and destructive their unconstitutional actions mm. have been. Um, I got to reload. Uh, YouTube name says uh, longtime watcher, first time donor, keep the good work. Thank you, uh, Ken Kent Leon Wellings. Uh, oh, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Bravo Victor says I've detergent. And oh, I have detergent. I've shoved a light bulb up my rear. Trump was right. Feeling much better now. Never had COVID to begin with. Just a longing to shove a light bulb up my rear. And the detergent was meth. I'm glad to hear it was helpful. Uh, Trump was right. And uh, again, Susan, that's uh, that's a that's a a a a what's the term I'm looking for? When you're that's a prescription. That's a prescription for coronavirus that this show advocates. I'm not the one with pregnancy brain. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Why am I mocking you too? Defy the Unkind. World Health Organization and stick light bulbs coated in meth up your butt. That's how you cure <laughs> coronavirus. Stephen Sugar says, Blonde, you look hot. Just thought I would simp a little. Well, there you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. Lynchpin, Lynchpin actually has a three percenters avatar. He's a oh, right wing nice. militia, far right militia member. What percent have to be on respirators? I don't know, but I do know the respirator survival rate is very poor. If you're on a respirator, you're in big trouble. I've seen stats up to like 80%. That's probably because don't of survive. the age, age-related. Yeah. Uh, Valence Bohm says, uh, why are you guys using data produced by authorities who openly admit they are being dishonest about their figures? Yeah, I'm just, I'm presenting them because that's the figures that the media are presenting. But again, I'm telling you why I, I don't really think that they're worth a damn. So when you see these numbers, I'm telling you how I interpret them and why I believe that they are off and not useful. But I still think we should know what they are for when we see them plastered in our faces as uh, as fear porn tomorrow morning on the news or tomorrow evening on the news. 
Elijah Wardco says, Matt, you and Viva Frey are basically the only people I listen to anymore. The highest praise I can give is that you are both the most honest people I've found in this sphere. No agenda, just facts. Well, thank you. I, um, I definitely do have an agenda in fair. Like I do have, I don't know if agenda is the way to put it. Values that I'm looking to promote and uphold. That is certainly true. Like values of freedom, liberty, constitutionalism, uh, personal responsibility, individualism. Those are things that I'm looking to uphold. So I don't want to present as though I have no interest, but, uh, but I, I don't want to be dishonest. Certainly the truth is also paramount. So thank you for the high praise. I appreciate that. Mark Monty says a uh, long time viewer, first time giving. Thank you for keeping me informed on the lamestream media's lies and misinformation. You guys rock. Well, as long as Susan doesn't ban us, we're going to keep uh, questioning those narratives. I think we're good over on Streamlabs, or are we not? I have to refresh. Um, or over on Super Chat, I mean. No, we've got we've got some more. Sarah Anello. Sarah Brady's husband is a cop. I'm sure they threatened his job and probably CPS mm. as well. Yeah, that occurred to me. I don't know. Um, Bree says, just thank God it's not twins. My wife grew one inch around per day for the last four weeks. That is wow. not possible. I assume you mean per week. <laughs> well, congratulations. For the last four. Yeah, there's no way. Um, oh, my God. That means she would have grown 28 inches in mm. the last... Oh, yikes. Uh, Derek Finley, John Ward does the best videos on the Cuomos, a must watch. We will check it out. Patrick Meredith, the death rate I listed were for Corona, not domestic violence. Whoops. Oh, oh, that's uh, well, that. That could be. But was this was was this talking about the 10 percent? Was this? Yeah. But what do you mean by removing active cases then like ongoing domestic violence cases? I don't remember i don't think that hmm. that was the same super chat hmm. uh, Sh- i'm sorry patrick um shanique was stunning and brave broken teeth black eyes and bloody noses are not death but they do result in dinner being ready on time is that the <laughs> last one disavow that's the last one i have we'll we'll check back before we get out of here over on d live um looks like we're good thank you guys for oh i almost forgot to open the treasure chest for you guys thanks for sticking around and i will open the treasure chest right now. Thanks for your patience. I almost forgot. My God. Um, appreciate it guys. We and got a few more John Martin, Somali migrants in Sweden, vastly overrepresented among COVID positive racist or vitamin D. And then JK says perspective in March alone, Stanford medical center lost a hundred million dollars and laid off dozens of these frontline healthcare workers were encouraged to stay silent. No media coverage noted. Interesting. Much better note to end on in terms of, uh, we do have some on Streamlabs. Oh, Sid right. says, Women don't need rights. They just need to be at the mercy of the men who love them. <laughs> that's a... Yeah. Fair. I'm not even going to argue with that. <laughs> Eric Burns Marsh says, Matt, you should not incentivize people not to work. Speak for yourself. Americans should not have to work 70 hours a week for the luxury apartment uh, with an infinity pool signed Alexandria from the Bronx. Well, thank you. Uh, those things are all human rights, I'm told. Redicus says there is something worse than death, and that is being a coward in the presence of a uh, in the presence of a coward and doing nothing. Chamberlain, those are the words of a coward that needs to be separated into his own pod. I will not eat the bugs or live in the pod. Uh, Kim says women are supposed to be seen and not heard, so I guess it's a good thing blonde looks fantastic and her sound was messed up. <laughs> Looking forward to the Saturday Safe Space tonight. Thank you. Mediocre Machinist says, watching the world burn slowly as the economy derails itself makes my cold, jaded heart feel joy. As an oil field machinist, I know I am fucked, but that hasn't been enough. But that isn't enough to wipe the shit-eating grin off my face. 22 million unemployed LMFAO. Now it's up to 27 almost. 
good luck, man. And thanks for supporting the show. And of course, here's hoping that this thing resolves itself sooner rather than later. Candy Mac, my resident respiratory therapist, screw COVID talk. Thank you too for everything you do. I don't, or I know the research and time you spend consumes you, but I sincerely appreciate uh, and want to thank you. Also, people have time on their hands. So I would like to announce that a very intelligent Christian educator has put his life's work online for free. 59 books this man has written, and he wants to give his knowledge to the world. The site is educatingourworld.com over 2000 answers to biblical questions. He wants everyone to share it. God bless. Well, maybe I should give it a look as well in terms of, you know, how to spend my Corona time. If you're interested in looking at that, that's, uh, again, educatingourworld.com. Redicus says the arrest is why I have a lynch mob rule for politicians. Anyone with any power over your life should be within the range of a lynch mob. (laughs) Like that will have, that way there will be some fear of their constituents. Play the no boogaloo sounder. I got to Well, first I have to disavow the violence, but uh, you know, I'm going to, I've been promising for weeks, Redicus, and I, I admit that I've fully blown it. So I'm putting a reminder in my phone right now, boogaloo sounder. Uh, and I'm going to set a reminder for myself to do this tomorrow with the mini tasks that I have to complete tomorrow. What's tomorrow's date? The, the 27th, 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 9.00 AM tomorrow. I'm getting a, a reminder to set that up. Can we also get that sounder from the, um, the Jewish on black shooting, black on Jewish shooting from that black chick. That one, we can't play that one. Oh, it's so funny though. The one where she she's like, it was Jew shenanigans. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. Redicus says, I have never wanted to cough on someone so bad. This asshat will deny that the problem is his ineptitude or the homeless urinal uh, that is the subway. (laughs) Where can I get some MERS? Oh, I have to. You can't give Andrew Cuomo MERS. I have to disavow that too. Jimmy P says, I hope those nurses have the closet space for the new scrubs among their Nazi flags and white hoods in anticipation of the next free speech rally. Makes you think. How widespread is this strategizing? Yeah. Phil says there can be no slowdown on the invasion of the American homeland. The elites will have their multiracial utopia and not a second later than they planned. Well, uh, you get 60 days. 60 days is the immigration moratorium. Um, Skip Mayfield says too spicy for YouTube. Apparently I call bullshit on Chris getting the vid. Uh, The greasy Guido faked it for attention. This must be Chris Cuomo. How come we can say greasy Guido on this show? I don't know. Is that a racial slur? For sure. Avoid the coronavirus. Coronavirus. If you're interested in Christianity, you should see Inspiring Philosophy's new series on the on the history of Jesus' resurrection. He goes through seven points that spell he lives, and only the resurrection explains the data. He, Mike Jones, would be a good interview. Oh, well, send me a link, and maybe I'll take a look. I'm open to these concepts, because as Emily says, Karen Energy has put me up to it. Do um, you have more? I told the live. We're all set. We're all set on live D-Live. Chat, and, uh, I'd show them my giant stomach. All right. We're all right. good. Okay. You want a viewing? Okay. In the meantime, uh, Wow. Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us, guys. We appreciate it very much as we try to navigate the state of the world right now and make sense of it. Uh, Appreciate you spending time with us. If you're looking for more of this show, uh, there is more on the audio platforms. You can find those linked on the website. They're linked in the description. We got the call-in show up there. We got other interviews you may not find uh, on YouTube so that you can check all that out. And uh, you can also email us 
of course, that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. Uh, in the meantime, we'll of course be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press, it's Beauty and the Beta. And I finished my read too early, so got to kill some time here. But other than that, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. <laughs> uh, we'll be back uh, on Wednesday with the call-in show and, and next Sunday, of course. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks, thanks guys. Bye.